there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com. That's the way tire buying should be. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. The Thread is a new hit podcast from Ozzy Media that explores history's surprising connections in order to discover how one thing leads to another. Like how movie moguls in early Hollywood helped spark the Me Too movement today. Get it on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Radio. And John Ramos. Vamanos Ramos. Boom, on a Wednesday. Oh, no, it's a Friday, isn't it? Yeah, that's what it is. I was thinking it was like a Wednesday. It's a Wednesday in Alaska, yeah. Dan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the weekend is almost here. Scorching in Southern California. It's been scorching across uh, much of the country for the last week or so. So the full summer days, summer vacations in full swing. Nobody's in school anymore. Everybody's out having fun. And NBA free agency continues to bring us the fun 
this July. And it's not just necessarily guys about LeBron James going to the Lakers, but it always has something to do with LeBron James or Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. We'll dive into that. But Kyrie Irving is in the news. And it's nothing that he did recently, but it's something that was revealed recently about what Kyrie Irving did in the past. And this is what this is what makes the NBA offseason just it, Jonas, it just keeps getting better and better. Just, I mean, there's just something new every day coming out about who said what, who thought this, they wanted to do this. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Oh, it's everything's a leak. You can't, I don't know how you trust anybody in the NBA because you know eventually that story's getting out. Somebody's going to release it, somebody's going to leak it. You talk to one guy. Is there like a shelf life? Was it, hey, wait two years before you release this bit of information that I give you? And then they decided, all right, now's the right time since he's no longer there to, to show how Kyrie Irving really felt about LeBron James. There are more leaks in the NBA than a 12 hour car ride across yeah. country for a family vacation. That's where we're going here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. This is the leak that we are talking about. Now, in Cleveland, where there is so much to talk about, I mean, is there a better sports talk city than Cleveland from what we've gotten over the last, I don't know, five to seven years? Oh, yeah. Heartbreak and crummy teams. (laughs) I mean, that's sports radio gold, man. Johnny Manziel to Baker Mayfield to the Indians and obviously LeBron James and what is going on with the Cavs. Well, on 92.3, the fan in Cleveland yesterday, there was a roundtable with a couple of guys who we know that have ended up covering the NBA and covering the Cleveland Cavaliers, Jason Lloyd of The Athletic, Dave McMenamin of ESPN, Joe Varden of Cleveland.com, the local writer there. These guys have been on top of what's been going on with the Cavs for for years and years. And yesterday during a roundtable, these points were brought up about Kyrie Irving and his time with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Jason Lloyd of The Athletic said, and I'm quoting, it has been made clear to him by multiple people, Kyrie never wanted LeBron to come back to Cleveland in the first place. Lloyd alludes to a point when LeBron was with the Miami Heat of LeBron going up to Kyrie saying, keep going, keep doing what you're doing. You never know, I could be back here one day. Kyrie basically said, what is he talking about? We don't need him. And then Dave McMenamin said that Kyrie Irving not only wanted a trade after the 2017 season when they lost in the NBA Finals, but they considered a trade immediately after the 2016 season when the Cavaliers won a championship. They decided to keep it in-house and not go forward with it, but they were talking about it at that time that Kyrie Irving not only wanted out Jonas of Cleveland with LeBron James after the title, but apparently never wanted LeBron there in the first place. I'm not uh, I'm not surprised because ultimately he wanted away from it. Whether you blame LeBron James or you think Kyrie Irving's done because uh, dumb because he didn't want to team up with Le- LeBron James who's a great player. Whatever side of the fence you're on, either way, he clearly wanted out and he left a very successful situation with a great player to go pursue something else. And so the fact that he wanted it earlier, I kind of get it, man. When LeBron left and Kyrie Irving was the guy, They were bad, and you can look at that from two ways. You can either say, uh, from angle number one, well, they were bad when they had Kyrie Irving, and then they finally get good, so clearly that guy doesn't have winning uh, as his main focus. Or you can look at it like, listen, man, while you were away chasing championships uh, in Miami, in South Beach, I was here trying to figure this out. I was here trying to grind and get this team back to, to their winning ways, 
and trying to work my ass off. He even signed a deal before LeBron got there. Didn't he sign a contract extension? I'm almost positive, like a six-year extension before LeBron got there. And then all of a sudden, here's LeBron. I'd like to come back and play. I kind of get where he's coming from that he says, you were gone for all the bad times. Now you're going to come in and and it's going to be forgotten all of the stuff I've had to go to. I showed loyalty to this city by signing a contract extension and now you're going to come in and take all the glory. I I kind of get where he's coming from. The, here's here's the thing. And the the Cavs weren't they weren't any good. I mean, I remember I remember going and this is this will tell you how long ago this was. The Super Bowl that the Seahawks and Broncos played in New York. I went to a Knicks Cavs game where it was Kyrie Irving and Anthony Bennett led Cavaliers against a Carmelo Anthony and J.R. Smith Knicks team. That's that's what we had. But the, the Cavs weren't any good at that point. They they weren't. And I just think that this is that was Kyrie Irving's young guy ego of I can do this myself. That this is we've got We'll have the pieces. We'll build around me, and I think that's what it's about. And I think that I, I think that I, I agree with you in the sense, Jonas, that a lot of young players come into the league thinking that, hey, I'm all a franchise needs. Kyrie was the number one overall pick, had great talent, but in reality, when you look at the progression of Kyrie, and this is this is what I think is important for for everything that has gone on in Cleveland with LeBron leaving and LeBron staying and what's happened LeBron came home won a championship for the Cavaliers but in that process Kyrie Irving became one heck of a player and I don't think Kyrie Irving becomes that type of player without LeBron James around him and and I don't think that it's just something that you can brush aside and say I don't need I get Kyrie Irving wanting to run his own show and having that confidence I think he was misguided in thinking as a rookie that they were going to to build and win around him because they still stunk when he was there for their first three years. I think that's misguided, but I think Kyrie developed into the player that he is because of LeBron James. I don't know that you can say that it was solely because of LeBron James. Maybe it was just the development time and how many years he had been there and he had learned enough and he was ready to take that next step, whether, whether it was LeBron James or not. I mean – and we'll never know. Like, you never actually know what would have happened had he not come back and how Kyrie would have been had it just been Kyrie Irving and nobody else and Luol Deng or whoever the hell else was in Cleveland at that time. But I just, I understand the idea of you bailed on this city. I'm the guy that's here. I don't want you back. Uh, I, 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 don't, I don't need you. I just, I can understand that. And it makes a lot of sense when you look back in retrospect and you say, why would he want out? The when, when he did. And I think it was for a couple of reasons. One, he did want to have his own thing. Uh, he did want to do his own thing. He wanted to take it into another direction, take his career someplace else. And also, he knew what was coming up, okay? He was there when LeBron was not there and LeBron decided to come back. He didn't want to be there on the backside of that when LeBron decided, I'm out of here. I've done what I need to do here. I'm going to go pursue other things. And so Kyrie Irving saw the writing on the wall, and I think he tried to get out early. You know, I remember LeBron was there for years before Kyrie even came along. I know. You know, so so it's not like like LeBron's there to show up. Like there were there were six really good years of greatness. And looking back at the Cavs' win totals, I mean, they're, they're 19 wins Kyrie's, I, I believe, first year or, or somewhere in that ballpark. But they maxed out at 33 before LeBron came. 
and now to see the the type of player that Kyrie is and 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 for all of the 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 talk about LeBron taking guys in and out and and Isaiah Thomas wanting to leave and look at how Jay Crowder flourished with Utah Jazz and how good he was in Boston I think that there are a lot of players and Kyrie is one of them that completely benefit for playing from playing with LeBron James numbers may not be as high but you even look at a guy like mentioned J.R. Smith Dwayne Wade in Miami's points were down, but his four best years of shooting the basketball were with LeBron James. There are guys who may have to take a back seat, and I think Kyrie is one of those guys that actually benefited from it. Benefited from LeBron being there, of being that number two guy, and I don't think LeBron gets enough credit with that of being able to make guys around him better because we hear about maybe some petty things that go on and maybe his fault. But I think he makes guys around him better, and I don't think Kyrie is Kyrie without LeBron James. And so that's what it's so difficult for me to to sit there and to, to think all along that looking back, if you're Kyrie now, would you really want it out of Cleveland? Or would you really not want LeBron to be there in the first place? I would have to say no. And But I also, can you, can you at least sort of acknowledge the idea that there was a vibe in Cleveland and maybe Kyrie bought into it a little bit and started believing it? When LeBron left... Kyrie Irving was their first draft pick after LeBron, if I'm not mistaken. It was sort of coincided when LeBron left and they drafted Kyrie Irving. Um, it was they had one season without him right. because he was taken in the 2011 draft that summer. And so Kyrie Irving comes into a situation where all he's hearing about from Cleveland, from from media, whatever, right or wrong, is this guy bailed on us. We've got nothing here. He walked. He turned his back on us. He made a big spectacle of it. He burned us. We burned his jerseys. We hate that guy, but you're the guy. And so I could kind of understand, and I'm not saying I agree with it. I'm not saying he wasn't better off with LeBron James. I'm not saying he was a better player than LeBron James. I can just understand where he's coming from, where psychologically it's been embedded in his mind since he got to Cleveland that that guy who walked away from us is a bleep hole and – you're the guy now. And then a couple of years later, he says, uh, hey, I might be coming back. I, I kind of get – I just I, – I, I can understand. I think he's got to have wherewithal. I mean, to realize what – I mean, this is LeBron, too, coming off of four straight finals appearances, back-to-back seasons in two of the years that he was playing in the NBA. Like, you've got – like, people know how good Kevin Durant is. Like, when Kevin Durant goes to Golden State, Clay Thompson, for as good as he is, is like, all right, I probably got to take a little backseat here. Mentioning, you know, Kevin Love and Chris Bosh and playing that third role, their numbers went down as well. But LeBron is the guy. Like, like, and so that's why I think, like, the wherewithal, like, you, I don't want to say it's naive, but in a way it's maybe young Kyrie of being like, okay, I'm better than this guy or, heck, we don't need him. He only won 33 games. I mean, if you bring him in, you're an automatic title contender. And that's where I think it's just misguided. And looking back on it, I think Kyrie should be thankful that he got to play with LeBron James because I don't think he's in the spot that he is right now as a player. I think they, and I also think LeBron James benefited from having Kyrie Irving because oh, wasn't sure. it? Kyrie yeah. Irving's the guy who hit the shot. I, I think they both benefited from each other. I just think Kyrie Irving, it was the first time you saw a teammate who had the guts or had was honest enough to speak out and say, I want to go do my own thing. And so now what it's done is it started to bring up the possibility of, wow, maybe this guy is sort of, there's more that comes along with LeBron James than just, he's going to make you a better player. Maybe some guys are just worn out by the circus. Listen, in the NBA finals, when they're down 2-0 or 3-0 to the Golden State Warriors, there were reports, Kevin Love said it openly, 
at a press conference, there were other players on that team who said it privately to reporters, man, we really miss Kyrie. And at the after the regular season opener against Boston, I was waiting to see sort of how they would respond to Kyrie Irving, who wanted away from them, and those guys looked sad that he was gone. I just think he had more pull in that locker room and was maybe more well-liked in that locker room than some people realize. And that, that may be the case, but I don't think that's the issue here. Kyrie had his, I mean, shooting-wise and just, just looking at the numbers here, when he left Cleveland, he had the best in the final year with LeBron there. He had his best numbers that he had in his career, points-wise, shooting-wise. Got even better in Boston. But that's what I'm talking about, like developing into that player. And, I, and I'm sure that they liked him. I'm sure that they understood. Heck, he hit the shot that really that gave them the title in 2016 after the Warriors and Cavs couldn't score. So I have no doubt that he had value and had value amongst the guys. But to think that he can be Kyrie Irving, without the help of LeBron James, that at one point felt that he never really wanted him there in the first place. It's 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 interesting to me. It's surprising, but I just don't think that there's any way Kyrie gets to that level without LeBron James, a guy that he didn't even want in the first place. I'm just not going to sit here and let you trash on Kyrie Irving and call him naive just because you didn't like Uncle Drew. I, I find that <laughs> offensive. It hurts I've me. actually I, heard people say it's a much better movie than I've given it credit for. I will never watch that movie. I'd rather watch Killer Clowns from Outer Space again than that stupid movie. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to win enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Um, you can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. If you would like a full review of Uncle Drew, you can get it at JS Ramos 06. He'll provide that for you then. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, this is one of the strangest situations going on in the world of sports. It is bizarre. We have got a guy who may be able to shed some light on it. We'll have that for you next here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. That's John Ramos. I'm Dan Byers. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, Screw Zoo tweeted me disagreeing on the Kyrie Irving take saying Kyrie was injured the three years pre-LeBron. He was speaking from the perspective that he wanted the team to build around him. I, I, I get all that. But that's even more reason because of his injuries that maybe the Cavaliers couldn't trust him to build around him. He was also injured at Duke and only played half the season. So if you want to take it into that context, he was injured for four out of the last four seasons before LeBron James came. So, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting a phone call, Jonas. Okay. All right. Sorry, I'm getting a phone call Who's that? here. By um, the way, that sounds just like a wheel Oh, yeah, fortune. Let me, let me get this. All right. Okay. Hello. Yeah, I agree. Screw Zoo is wrong. I, oh, okay. I was the right one. Yeah, right, see, they good. agreed on my phone as well. That's good. <laughs> so that's they're even calling me on my own phone to tell me that my my thoughts were correct. You know, when you said the name Screw Zoo, you know what I was going to say, What's Dan? that? No, Screw Zoo. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> A little screw you pun, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so it's done, baby. Time on time. the board. On the board. Uh, let's talk some more NBA Kyrie Irving, LeBron James, all that and a whole lot more with our good friend from Yahoo Sports and the co-host of the Pull-Up Podcast with C.J. McCollum. Find him on Twitter at Schultz underscore report. Jordan Schultz joins us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Jordan, good to talk to you again. Hey, I do too. Thank you. I know it's been a I know it's been a busy week uh, for you with news wise. I do want to bring you in on the topic that Jonas and I were just discussing about the report that Kyrie Irving reportedly 
never really wanted LeBron to be in Cleveland in the first place, feeling the Cavs could build around him, and then maybe wanted a trade out of Cleveland after the title season. My question to you is, because this is what Jonas and I were talking about, is does Kyrie Irving become the player that he is without LeBron James? Well, I think that's a good question. I would say he still does, but part of his acceleration of, of of the growth of his game, I think can be attributed to LeBron because he wouldn't have been in these positions to hit, you know, essential, it's basically a finals game winner and have the opportunity to showcase how good he is against the elite competition in the playoffs. So uh, to a degree, you know, you can credit LeBron, but Kyrie is, is so unbelievably talented that for me to say he wouldn't have been in this place would, would be hard. I, maybe he gets there sooner, but you know he's he's as un, he's as gifted an offensive player as I've ever seen. And when you when you stand next to him, he's you know he's six two. He, he he's not one of these big power guards that jumps over everybody the way he does it with skill, ball handling, change of speed. He's remarkable. Uh, Jordan. There's been some so Kyrie Irving obviously wanting out of Cleveland. Then you see Paul George deciding not to go to L.A. He wants to stay in Oklahoma City. So there's sort of been a narrative that's been out there that you know LeBron James maybe some guys don't want to play with him. When you talk to people around the league, is there a feeling that maybe there's just too much drama with LeBron James from time to time, and it kind of wears guys out? Right, because people would say, okay, they they don't want the pressure. I hear what you're saying. Um, what I've been told is that. It's not, it's not as easy to play with LeBron as people might think because when you just think about it firsthand, you imagine, okay, well, he's handling the ball, he's creating your offense, he's getting you great shots. Um, but I think the, the issue that some guys have is twofold. One is there, there is an, an immense amount of pressure to perform when you play with LeBron. And then taking a step further is unless you're really a true spot-up shooter and that's really what you do, like a Kyle Korver, it is a challenge because you're, you're not going to have the ball as much. You're not going to be in the same type of flow. Uh, you're not going to have the opportunity to create the same offense that you will that you would maybe elsewhere. So I think players want to play with LeBron, but there is a hesitancy and there is a there is part, there is a feeling that some guys just won't reach their maximum potential with them. And I think it's that's obviously the big point taking this step further now with the Lakers and the fact that they're really betting on the fact that players around the league, specifically blue-chip free agents, will want to be with LeBron James. Jordan Schultz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byers. We are in for Doug Gottlieb. Jordan, the co-host of the Pull Up Podcast with C.J. McCollum. One more point on this, and I, and I know we just brought you into the conversation that we weren't talking about it, but isn't isn't LeBron also a good test of of, of maybe guys who can, who, who can take it and who can shine, like Kyrie did during his time, instead of maybe stepping up. And I, and I argue that, yeah, Dwayne Wade's numbers were down uh, scoring-wise, but he shot better. Like, in a way, I'm almost thinking that maybe LeBron's the truth teller, that, that guys who are real dudes, if you will, end up showing up and, 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 and I don't want to say starring, but are somewhat better players. I don't know. I just Maybe we're just different on this, but I do hear a lot of the flack that comes with, with playing with LeBron, and I'm like, hey, it can't be all, that, you know, can't be all bad. Yeah, no, it's not, and, and you have to be able to handle the type of pressure that, that comes with it, going back to that point. You know, I, I do a podcast, as you know, with C.J. McCollum, and I think he said this week that um, percentage points of players 
go up when they play with LeBron. There are other guys like that where because of the quality of looks that, that he gets you, um, specifically in the half court, you're going to – your percentages as a shooter are going to go up 5% or 4%, you know, which is considerable, um, especially for three-point shooters. And that's why it's been curious to me that the Lakers have signed, you know, guys that aren't shot makers. I mean, Stevenson is a 29% three-point shooter. KCP, who they signed for $12 million, uh, up until last year was, was in the mid-30s. And obviously Rondo's not a three-point shooter. So it's an interesting dichotomy that the Lakers are trying to build around. And I think at some point, they're going to have to attract shooters. Uh, he is Jordan Schultz, uh, Yahoo Sports. You can also, uh, if you want to find good basketball information, follow him on Twitter, at Schultz underscore report. Uh, you just had the signing of Ian Clark staying with the Pelicans. You also had one that I found was was a little interesting, and you were talking about this a couple of days ago, that LeBron James, as of that point, hadn't reached out or hadn't even spoken with head coach Luke Walton. Isn't right. that a little bizarre, or is this just par for the course? I thought it was a little bit strange because, you know, I, on one hand, obviously Magic was the big recruiter, and they had a big conversation that was predicated off of, I think, LeBron becoming, you know, the face of the franchise and, and being becoming a media mogul. And as I said today on um, on First Things First, like using Magic as a blueprint for, for how to become an iconic brand. But the head coach is still a big part of this. And Luke Walton, you know, he'll be LeBron's seventh full-time head coach and the fact that they have not had a conversation specifically during the recruiting process, I, I do think it's strange. Jordan Schultz joining us here on Fox Sports Radio talking NBA. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. Where does Melo end up if he does eventually leave the Oklahoma City Thunder, which was reported earlier today that that is likely yeah, been, to happen? Yeah, I've been speaking to a, a source close to Carmelo all day about potential spots because obviously it's not a surprise that he could spot out. I think everybody kind of expected that. Uh I think right now the Lakers and Rockets both make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I think the fact that the Lakers have have a need for a, a, like a trail small ball power forward that can make shots would be huge. Uh, and then I think you, you consider the fact that the Rockets lose Trevor Ariza, um, and they they need a guy that can make shots from the perimeter, from the the, the mid post. And Carmelo is not that type of defender, and nor is he that type of offensive threat that he used to be, but I think both of those teams make sense. I think a wild card potentially could be Philadelphia just because you can really see him filling a need for, for the Sixers in terms of what what they need, uh, shooting, you know, uh, wing depth, and, and he, he can play that 3-4, and that's really where, where they've kind of faltered. So I would look at those three teams, and I think probably the favorites right now would be L.A. and Houston. Uh, Jordan, quickly before we let you go, last one for me. Uh, by the way, we're both drinking Starbucks for what it's worth. Not not <laughs> not that you have any ties to Starbucks. But we're both drinking it right now as we speak. Well, I appreciate that. Yeah, that's the least we could do. Some people show prep. Some people go all in. It's what we do. Um, the next big move in the NBA is is uh, is the Kawhi trade. The next big thing to happen. What is something that could be under the radar that we're not hearing about publicly that you wouldn't be surprised if it went down? Um, the Kawhi, the Kawhi trade is, is fascinating in the sense that the longer this thing goes on, fellas, the more it feels like the Spurs could, could lose leverage because it's like, they're not in a rush, but they don't want to get to February 19th. And I told this to Doug the other day and not have, you know, it has to trade them where everybody in the league knows they have to trade them. So I, I'm just really interested by that entire situation, knowing that the Spurs have not been in that position before, knowing that 
Kawhi Leonard just turns 27 and uh, could be the face of any franchise. I know that a lot of teams still want him, uh, regardless of the fact that San Antonio is asking for a team's ransom. I think I reported a few days ago that they had asked the Sixers for three first-round picks and two players, and obviously the Lakers are lukewarm on Billy Ingram. The Celtics won't deal Tatum. They don't want to deal Brown. So you start to think, where is the fit for him? But at some point, I do think Kyle Leonard will be traded. I just don't know when, and I'm not quite sure who, but that's my long-winded answer. He's the co-host of the Pull-Up Podcast with C.J. McCollum. Find him on Twitter at Schultz underscore report Jordan Schultz. We appreciate it, Jordan. Enjoy the weekend. You too. Thanks, guys. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, a potential Hall of Famer is gone. A longtime veteran, a potential Hall of Famer, a multiple-time world champion has just left his longtime team. We'll have the details for you coming up next year. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, you pay your damn respects right now to the great Steve Dusay. And breaking news in the NBA as Tony Parker is leading, leaving the San Antonio Spurs to sign with the Charlotte Hornets. He's oh, been with that's the Spurs the buzz was about. Yeah, for yeah. 17 years. Nicholas Batum, fellow Frenchman, tweeting number nine. I see you in Buzz City, my big bro. As for Tony Parker's stats last year, 55 games played, less than half of those starts with the Spurs. Can you read that tweet again, game. Steve? Can you uh, read no, I get you got to use it, <laughs> the actual voice. Sorry. Milwaukee is buzzed city at 11 p.m. Oh, just come on, Dan. <laughs> buzzed. But yeah, buzzed. Yeah, they're not drunk, <laughs> just no. buzzed. The Thunder will part ways with Carmelo Anthony this summer. In fact, the quote from AP is that Anthony and the Thunder have mutually decided that he will not be on the team next season, although it remains unclear how that departure will happen. He's gone from OKC. In fact, ESPN earlier today called that inevitable. The salary cap for the upcoming NBA season will be just under $102 million per team. NBA free agent deals did become official today as the league's moratorium finally ended. To the World Cup in the quarterfinals, Brazil is on the board. Belgium's lead now 2-1 against Brazil. Brazil has just scored as we speak, 73rd minute. It had been quite a day for the Brazilian fans thus far. In fact, on the Twitter feed, the Fox Twitter feed, they had video of the big outdoor watch party in Brazil from earlier. Beer flying up in the air, place going nuts. It was a 2-0 lead for Belgium in this game. It's now 2-1 as Brazil has just gotten on the board in this World Cup quarterfinal. Last day of soccer on FS1. The rest of the tournament will be on Fox TV. That was actually the reaction after somebody pants John Ramos. (laughs) (laughs) France shut out Uruguay today. 2-0. France still undefeated. I was hoping that Belgium would shut out Brazil so Steve could go Belgium to Brazil. Yeah, there would have been a way. Maybe you you can use that one if you ever need. Maybe. Or not. Serena Williams won her third rounder at Wimbledon. Venus Williams (laughs) lost 8-6 in the third set. Back to you. You know, Steve, I couldn't help but notice Steve's tone got a little bit different when uh, Brazil scored there. Almost like he's got, you know, something on the line here in this game or something. (laughs) Anything you want to talk about, Steve? Yes, my last name happens to be from a certain European country. Okay.
Sure, it was in the pool. No, right. oh, no. no, no, no. Uh, <laughs> did you have anybody in the pool this morning? I don't want to talk about it. Okay. I don't mean that it's 100 degrees and you're in the pool this no. morning. I don't even have one of those, Steve. We'll talk about it in hour four. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> yeah, hour four of the show, sure. It is the Doug Gottlieb Show. That's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer, and that's music somehow still playing. John Ramos has got it handled. Thank you to Steve DeSager. <laughs> Today's show is brought to you by True Car. Oh, Look, we're 36 minutes in. I've called today a Wednesday. My phone's rang, and music is randomly playing. And I also think I'm deaf. Deaf from that uh, crowd noise. Hey, car. Hey, it's one of those work things. for Van Gogh, man. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Has anyone found Kawhi Leonard? Um, because apparently the Spurs were on a search party, as there was a report yesterday that when Spurs brass <laughs> went to go see Kawhi Leonard in New York. The San Antonio Spurs didn't find Kawhi Leonard because he went hiding from the team with his handlers. Just when the Kawhi Leonard situation couldn't get any stranger, this story comes out that Kawhi Leonard was actually ducking the Spurs as they wanted to, I don't know, check up on him as he was out with his injured hamstring. Oh, that's amazing. (laughs) That is amazing. What is he doing? Like, is he playing ghost? Is it the part where E.T. wants to go trick-or-treating, so they put a, a, a like a bed sheet on his head, and he walks around, and they go, God, what's, why is that guy so short? <laughs> what is this? So he's, he's hiding from the Spurs? Well, for what? What did he like? He didn't like his haircut, and he didn't want anybody to see him. It's uh, it reminds me there there was a there was a bit by Sebastian Maniscalco, Maniscalco, who's a comedian who talks about now when company comes over when the when the neighbors ring the doorbell, everybody hides. Like that's what I'm thinking. Like the the Kawhi Leonard people are doing. Like quick run to a fire exit, get get away. Like who does that? Like we're supposed to meet him on the fourth floor. They, do they quick just go up to the 11th floor and wait it out for R.C. Buford and, and the rest of the Spurs brass to not come in? Oh, I mean, man. how ridiculous is that? It, it's the more, you know, and I was going to think when I initially saw the report, I thought, wow, the Spurs are really trying to just damage this guy's reputation. And then I thought, nah, but that wouldn't really help him in trade negotiations because it would just make him look like he's petty and he's just a real weirdo and, and you know, teams aren't going to want to give up as much if they can't trust the guy because he he hides from teams when they go to check on him while he's in New York. Just the idea that he's in witness protection and they've got to get him away from the San Antonio Spurs. What, did they owe him money? <laughs> it's just like when Peyton Manning sent those two goons to that guy's house from Al Jazeera because he had a report about Peyton Manning getting HGH sent and his wife's name to the house. Like, what is happening? Here? Uh, this is this is so remarkable, and this is this is actually another, uh, I guess, another feather in the cap oh, yeah. of the Spurs to show how much this just seems to be Kawhi driven, and even you know, Steve had the news of Tony Parker leaving today. And there's morons on Twitter that think that they got rid of him because he spoke out against Kawhi, which is I love people who just aren't in touch with sports <laughs> yes. and, and connect dots. Yeah. But the point being is this is so Kawhi driven. I know who and you're the, talking and, about, and, by the way, and, and that guy is a loser, by the way. The the spurs of just, you know, hey, you know what? If they wanted to see Kawhi Leonard walk, you know what they could have done? His people, they could have put Kawhi in like a wheelchair and been like, all right, here he is. This is how bad it is. We're not allowing him walk. You could have at least done something. But to run and hide in a different part of a hotel is absurd. Yeah, uh, I love when also when people try and compare this to, you see, look what happened to Isaiah Thomas. Played hurt, 
ruined his chance at a max contract. That's what Kawhi's doing here. Yeah, because Isaiah Thomas would have hit under a bed sheet if Danny Ainge came knocking on his door. <laughs> Get a grip, man. Get with reality. This is a bad look for Kawhi Leonard. It, it, the tables have now turned because everyone tried to make it seem like the Spurs were the bad guys in this whole thing. I mean, they've never butchered a relationship with a player before, but they're going to start now with this guy. Their doctors have never have never burned bridges with anybody before, but now they're going to burn bridges with this guy. The more you find out about this, how are you comfortable agreeing to a contract with this guy. And I'd love to see this whole thing has also come up to where Kawhi Leonard's going to, there's been talks that he's going to sit out all of next year. Boy, sign me up for that drama. I can't wait. I can't wait to deal with this guy hiding from the team, refusing to play when they needed him. Like all of this stuff is, is, is happening with Kawhi Leonard. How you can look at him the same after this giant fiasco is amazing to me how anybody would be able to look at him the same and think, yeah, this guy's all about winning and just wants to go play basketball. BS. This guy's a flake. He bailed on his team when they needed him the most. I don't want to hear anybody make comparisons to Isaiah Thomas. Stop. This guy wanted out and he's been a child about it since. You know, the most telling thing to me about it, and I think it's the most obvious with Kawhi Leonard Jonas is that he came back and played nine games smack dab in the middle of the season. December and January, and I know there were some days off for injury management, but if there was like a true injury, we've heard about this chronic injury, there were nine games, 28 minutes, 29 minutes, 31 minutes, 28 minutes, and all of a sudden, like, you don't play, like, if it's bad, you play in right. one, and then, okay, we we didn't properly heal, but this on and off, I'll play some and then shut it down, that's the most obvious sign to me that, you know, something something was up. Little did we know that he was up on the 12th floor while the Spurs were waiting for him in the lobby. Um, Dan Beyer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. You can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Beyer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Uh, coming up next, there is a, so we are going to play a little game here. All right, We are going to read into the future. There are some secret stories out there. Dan and I are going to tell you what they mean in the world of sports. That's next here on FSR. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. The new John Ramos show comes up at 5.30 Eastern, 2.30 Pacific. Summer's here, guys, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing so you can be part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone. AutoZone. It's time to play a game of soccer. Game <laughs> this is game time. Game on the Doug Gottlieb Show. And Steve DeSager is here to play Dead Air. Which um, means John it's Ramos time wins. to say, John, what are we playing today? Psychic. Oh, okay. All right. Didn't know that. I, for some reason, my head, I don't know what it is. This time of the hour, my headphones keep going. What are the, what's the game we're playing, John? Psychic. Okay. <laughs> this is the time where Steve gives us a scenario. We predict it, and then John plays the drop. Just so we know we remember <laughs> what game. Same one. No. Uh, let me give you a, something to predict first up before we even get into the story. The NFL roster of game officials, not just the referees, but the all the whole crews for on field. How many total? NFL roster of game officials for the 2018 football season. Mm. So we're talking full officials, Linesmen, not just referees. All of them. Yes. Okay. okay. Well, there's seven per. Um, Per crew, yeah. There's 16 games, so that would be 112. But there's extra crews that have off, 
I'm going to say 126. Okay. I am going to say anywhere between 1 and 6,000. <laughs> uh, Jonas is right. It is between one and six thousand. Oh, right. yes. yeah. Jeez, darn it! Yeah. Did it? Yeah, I did it. do it. Dan was doing very well there. It was one twenty-one. The number of game officials on the NFL roster: newcomers from college, three from the SEC. Pac-12's Lang Clark is now an NFL field judge. Sean Hockley is been promoted to referee as his dad Ed was for years. There's another guy, Alex Kemp, whose dad was a referee. He's been promoted. So psychic, what does no, the uh, does no. the NFL make it out hold, of week one without on the blown sec. calls? Hold on a sec. Headlines. Hold on a sec. I was only five off. Like you just glazed over yeah. it. Like I was on, like, said you were like, doing come well. on. Like yeah. I mean, yeah, like it Dan good I like I was only five off. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Did I'm I not sorry. say you were doing well? You did. I'm sorry. What game, John? Apparently is this? I have to say it three psychic. times. <laughs> All right. And what was the next psychic topic? Does the NFL make it out of week one without a blown call making the headlines? Oh, no shot. No, it's one of the one of the great pastimes in sports. Uh people bitching and moaning about some call being made and why their team being an official is the worst job in the world. All right, you know they do dirty jobs where you go and like like somebody will work on an oil tanker underwater. They got to hold their breath for six minutes while some guy uh, tries not to get bitten by a jellyfish and die. NFL official is worse than that job because every single day you walk into work, half the place hates your guts because if you make a call, somebody's going to complain about it. It's what we do. They're going to make a big spectacle of it, guaranteed. I've also added capologists to jobs I wouldn't want. Yeah. Like salary cap guy. More yeah. math. No, that's all right. Slightly more hidden away than the NFL referee. Update on FS1. They're through 93 minutes. Belgium 2-1 over Brazil. Two minutes to go. Psychic. Meanwhile, at the NBA Summer League, Grayson Allen versus Trey Young. Two first-round picks scuffled briefly last night in a Utah win over Atlanta. Both are in technicals. Will Grayson Allen from Duke make it through next NBA season with under five technicals? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. I, I, I say yes, and I'll say this. Grayson Allen has a longer NBA career than Trey Young. I, 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 agree, I agree with what Dan just said because I actually think he's more athletic than people realize. Do you see him dunking before the game? I think the guy should be in a dunk contest. Um, I'm going to say... Will he have will he have less than five technicals? I'm gonna say no. I think he's I think he's got reputation, and I think guys are gonna try and egg him on as much as they can. And to this, as Manny Machado is playing for a horrendous Orioles team, Jerry Krasnick, longtime baseball writer, tweeting: I keep hearing that teams aren't close to offering what the Orioles want for Machado. He's an amazing player, but he's still a rental with the contract about to expire, and Baltimore's expectations just don't jibe with the way the market values rental players these days. Something has to give. Will the Orioles find a suitor willing to fork over the assets for this star now shortstop, Manny Machado? I, I say yes, and I think it comes from the National League because I think people think the National League is wide open. I don't think they will unless they do. Oh, interesting. Huh? huh? Interesting. Yeah, psychic. Interesting. Yep. Psychic. Do you, have a, do you have a drop that just says goofball? <laughs> <laughs> well, psychics, can you name the top three favorites for the World Cup of 2018? I'm holding in my hand the sheet from the Golden Nugget a year ago. These were the odds from a year, year and a half ago to win the World Cup. Who were the top three favorites for this tournament that's now going on? You want on? me to take this down? Yeah, this is all you, Jonas. You ready, Steve? Steve, are you sure you're standing ready? Standing by, standing right. by. Italy... Rome and Naples. 
Wow. <laughs> Germany, Argentina, Brazil. Damn Close. It. Oh, and it's over. Brazil has lost. You're not excited there, Dan. No, Steve. This is I, uh, game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. I look at it as like Belgium won. Yeah. You know, yeah. like that's half empty and half full. Uh, yeah, Steve's a, Steve's a big Belgium fan. Big, uh, really into Belgium. So this World Cup final is going to be just whoever. Belgium. Jean-Claude Van de Sager. Yeah, there you go. You got the muscles from Brussels. And John Ramos is here as well, celebrating that Belgium victory over Brazil. So it'll be France and Belgium in one World Cup semifinal. The other semifinal to be determined tomorrow. Croatia takes on Russia. Sweden against England. And the lead-up to that, you'll have a full preview on the John Ramos show coming up in about 90 minutes or so. Yes. They are. That is your source for World Cup information, right, John? Right. We take it down to the very, very nitty gritty. Coming up at two thirty <laughs> Pacific, five thirty Eastern time. And if it's anything like yesterday's, it's a can't miss. It is. <laughs> it is a can't miss show. I actually missed yesterday's show. <laughs> so, <laughs> what was your favorite part about yesterday's show? Which, by the way, you can get on FoxSportsRadio.com. You know, my favorite part about yesterday was the fact that we can jam so much words into just five yep, minutes. Yep. Yes, <laughs> it was good. It was it was good. I thought Gavin's line work was magnificent. I so. think, yeah, when you can just spread the spread it wide, you know, let let time just sit there. That's really when you really get get going. Uh, by the way, I owe you guys an apology. Um, we yesterday on the air discussed what you could eat the most of in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe my original answer was meth, like methamphetamines, crystal meth. That was clearly a joke. Uh, my next answer was wings. Clearly wrong. I just saw a pile of popcorn in the back. I get down on popcorn really? in 10 minutes. Popcorn? 10 oh, minutes. delicious. Oh, yeah. It's John, going down. John Ramos? Yeah. Suzanne's, Suzanne, Sarah, my daughter's had her 13th birthday this weekend on Sunday. That was some of the uh, fun stuff we had for everybody there, oh. all the kids and stuff. So I brought him in. So we don't want to go to waste. So feel free, Jonas. I know that you are. It's not my cheat day. T- oh well, take some, take some home. Oh man, I will, I will eat the bleep out of that popcorn. And John Ramos, I I bought his his cookbook. He says microwave popcorn for fifty two minutes. Yes, and it should be <laughs> yes, should be nice if, and crisp. If you want your food to done. look like a dead body, just have John's cookbook ready. <laughs> Uh, guys, LeBron James is back active on Instagram. I don't know if you know uh, All right. that, but yeah, posting <clears throat> some pictures. Yes. He's in a U.S. soccer jersey, a Christian Pulisic jersey overlooking somewhere beautiful in Europe. So LeBron James is back. That jersey number he's wearing in the picture is jersey number 10. And of course, when LeBron played for the Cavaliers, he was number 23. When he went to the Miami Heat, he wore number six. Now, as a member of the Los Angeles Lakers, we found out earlier this week that LeBron James is going to wear number 23 with the Los Angeles Lakers. And, Jonas, we found out because of one of our former teammates here at Fox Sports Radio, Cedric Sabalos, the one of the former players to wear the number 23 jersey, said that LeBron actually called him and asked him to wear the number 23. Interesting. Man. So he does have reception. He is getting some sort of yeah. service uh, wherever he's at. I believe he's vacationing, what, like the Bermuda Triangle or like uh, near the wall on Game of Thrones or something like that. He's off on some random spot uh, somewhere in the world. 
It's amazing that he does have reception. He could ask about the jersey and not call his head coach. <laughs> to say, I'm here. Uh, we're going to be working together, uh, hopefully, for a long time. But, yeah, it's weird how that works. That is the strangest part of this. Stephen A. Smith said today on ESPN he thinks Luke Walton is out and that Phil Jackson would come back to coach the Lakers. Oh, God. What's more ridiculous, that oh, thinking or LeBron not talking with Luke Walton up until this point? It, it's it's man it just goes back to when people were talking about man lebron just doesn't have anything in cleveland they haven't done enough for him good god has any player had as much control over where he goes and what's there when he gets there and what's out when he gets there in lebron james in the history of the league there are stories about michael jordan wanting the bulls to go out and sign certain players that he felt would be a good fit and bulls management said uh, cool. On your way out, close the door, and uh, and we'll keep doing what we do. You go do what you do. Like Michael Jordan didn't even have personnel say in in certain decisions in Chicago. LeBron just got to L.A. Isn't even technically in L.A. Van Nuys doesn't count, and he hasn't even talked to his head coach. That that's incredible to me. There is there is something to courtesy, and and I don't want to compare this to marriage, but the tradition of if possible, to ask the parents of the 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 bride-to-be or the woman that you'd like to marry, you go and ask. It's something that I did when I proposed to, to my wife eh. because for the for the simple fact of, all right, I, I want to be respectful to do this. I'm not trying to compare that to this. However, I am in the sense of it would just be a good move if LeBron spoke to him. Whether he wants anything from Luke Walton or – doesn't and just is like I'm going to do my own thing. It's the optics of it, and that's what that's what ends up looking so awful. And then you wonder, all right, does LeBron just have his own agenda here? But it would just be it would be easy. It would be simple. I mean, as you said, he called Cedric Sabalos to ask him to wear a jersey, which, by the way, has also been worn by these players since Cedric Sabalos <laughs> played for the Lakers. Mario Bennett. Mitch Richmond, yeah, Von Wafer, Lou Williams, and Gary Payton, yeah, the second. So All not right. even the glove, the mini glove, the mitten, if you will. Those are the players that have worn number twenty-three since Cedric Sabala. So I don't know if LeBron called Von Wafer and said, "Hey, can I can I ask your permission? I know you wore this number in two thousand six, but I'd really like it." But those are the names that LeBron has spoken to, or I should say, those are the names of the players that have worn the jersey that LeBron is going to wear. Listen, it's his world. Everybody else is just a part of it. And when he needs you, he'll call you. And if he doesn't need you, uh, he'll figure out a way to run you out of town. That's just the way it goes. And this is another example of it. And I wouldn't be – what's the over-under on Luke Walton? Like, David Blatt got how many games as Cavs coach? Like, six? What do you get, like six games? In (laughs) fact, Gordon Hayward – got a season and a half. Yeah, Gordon Hayward has played more minutes for the Celtics (laughs) than David Black coached for the Cavs, okay, Uh, because of LeBron James. They did go to the finals. Did they get a year and a half? Yeah, yeah. They did go in his first year he was there in the finals because I remember, too, it was a a theme that David Black was going to maybe join the Warriors as an assistant that offseason then ended up getting the Cavaliers job. And then what do you know? He faces off against Steve Kerr in the NBA finals. So yeah, I listen when it wasn't even Luke's fault, like these past couple of years of bringing him in, I got why the Lakers brought in Luke Walton when they did, because somebody was going to sign him to be their head coach. 
he was a hot commodity not only because of the Warriors. When you saw Alvin Gentry leave after they won the title, and then you saw Luke take over for Steve Kerr in that absence in that 73-win season, Jonas, it would be for for any team. Any top assistant on a winning team is going to be a hot commodity. And for the Lakers, former player, it seemed like a natural fit. Then when you see the pieces around and, and what the Lakers put together, I think Luke Walton got some unfair criticism. And people are saying, well, he's not ready for the job or he's not good enough for the job. There's There were no tools to work with. Now you finally maybe have some tools to work with and the biggest tool of them all, I forgive me for saying that, doesn't want to deal with the head coach. Well, the only issue I had is they didn't interview anybody else. Like it was basically the job was handed to him. There was no other competition brought in. Like if you did that in the NFL, we know what you'd be called. <laughs> we are all very well aware. We know what you'd be called. They didn't interview anybody else. He was just sort of handed the job. And I thought he did actually a pretty good job considering last year there's so many different moving parts. But good God, man, he's the coach and your star player – First priorities are let me let me uh, uh, fly into Van Nuys. Let me meet with Magic Johnson. Let's all hang out together and let's talk and do whatever we got to do. Let's make an announcement. Let's go on a trip. Let's go on Instagram. Let's ask said Sabalos after he takes the blindfold off whether or not I can use his jersey. Nah, there's no need to call the coach yet. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> Horrible. To me. Horrible optics from one LeBron James. I mean, I call our boss every single day here before I come into the show. Doesn't answer. Uh, Scott doesn't answer. <laughs> so apparently his caller ID works, but it's it's nuts. I don't I don't get how this is okay. John Ramos has to call the boss every single day, and by that, Suzanne. Right? That's <laughs> that is true. Bruce Springsteen second. No. What, yes, would, what, would, what would happen? What would happen if let's just say Suzanne called and you didn't call back in five minutes? What's what would be the the well, there'd be a text next. Okay, a text. Yeah. What about if you didn't call back with like an hour in an hour? How many texts or calls would you get from oh, Suzanne? Let's over and under twenty. Oh, okay. All oh. right. <laughs> okay. Hey. So is it over or under? No, I'm asking you. What oh. do you think? Over or under twenty? Um. Well, it depends on if there's a female in studio. <laughs> Then I'll take the over. <laughs> I'll take the over just from just from experiencing what that is like this in is, studio. This is what this is how it would go down. This is my guess. The phone rings. John doesn't pick up. Text immediately after. Where are you? Then straight phone calls. <laughs> like there's no follow up text. It's call after call after call after call. Like you can't be just. You can't get by with a text. There would be one text. Within that hour, and I would say if an hour has 60 minutes, you would probably have about 45 phone calls. Texts don't say it all, my friends. So, yeah, phone calls are better. Texts are not not good. Yeah, I, I think it would just be more of Suzanne wanted to, you know, just be sure. on the safe side. Yes, like, wanted yes, to know make, if I'm okay. Yes, making uh-huh. sure that you're not in danger here at work. Yes. Uh, you look, the audio equipment in the other studio. Oof. Well, I mean, it's the stuff outside the studio we got to worry about. <laughs> Case in point yesterday. What I what I thought was neat with, with John and Suzanne is they had their daughter Sarah call Cedric Sabalos to see if oh! she could wear number 23 <laughs> for her hey. softball team this past year. And I thought that that was, that was really nice. Did you guys call Von Wafer to ask him if it would be all all right, if she's yeah. 23, that didn't happen. Uh, no. Thanks, John. John's uh, literally <laughs> looking at sorry. us. No. I was thinking of a good bit, but yeah. uh, you know, I'll tell you off the air. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, well, way, this bit is ended. Uh, you you mentioned that you asked uh, to marry uh, Lisa. You asked her parents. Right? Yes. 
I was engaged once a long time ago. I did not ask because I didn't know that was a stipulation that was part of the process. I had no idea that that was how it was done. And uh, needless to say, Dan, it didn't work out. It did. <laughs> It didn't we did, we did not make it very far. I mean, look, her mom sucked anyway. So she, <laughs> horrible what was person. the first encounter like when you announced that you were engaged and they weren't asked? Was there any awkwardness? Uh, there was, there was a horrified look on their face. Like, I can't believe we're letting this guy in whose family uh, used to buy the bag cereal, not the box cereal because they were poor. They were very much about money back in the day. And uh, we didn't have uh, any of that whatsoever. So it didn't really go out too smooth, but it's fine. Everything I've, I've seen that look before. Yes. You had it yesterday during the John Ramos show. Yes. So oh, that was. Uh... <laughs> I did, yes. <laughs> yes. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Guys, remember I had that phone call in the first hour? That was LeBron calling me to ask if he could All wear number right. 23. <laughs> I called him back and I gave him the thumbs up. All it's, right. It's A-OK. I gave him the Fonz. Uh, yeah. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. If you would like to ask permission on wearing a jersey number, all you've got to do is tweet at JSRamos06. He will grant you that permission. Um, and then again, maybe he won't. Uh, you're just never quite sure with John Ramos. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, this is one of the most honest guests that there is. All right, Does not care who he offends, does not care who, he, who it bothers. He is a Hall of Famer. He is going to set you straight. That's coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio. This program brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Last year, over 3 million drivers switched to Progressive. Call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE or visit Progressive.com today and find out if you could save. The popcorn provided today by John Ramos here on the Doug Gottlieb Show. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer, and that is John Ramos. A new John Ramos show comes up in a little over an hour. Jonas, I'm not afraid to admit it. I, I took I took a sample of each, so we've got some <clears throat> sweet and salty next to me. I've yet to open the cheese, but the, uh, the, the sweet and salty, just like cruising down First Street, nice and smooth so far for John Ramos's popcorn. Yeah, I think is that like kettle corn? Is that their equivalent to kettle corn? It's like the bag cereal I told that's you about. What, that's what I thought. That's what I was I was expecting, but it just yeah. not not exactly, but but something close. Yeah, like when you buy uh, Cheerios in the bag, it's called Toasted O's. <laughs> you know, it's, I mean, it's basically it's just just a, just a spin off. Yeah, yeah, it's a, it just a light little curveball. A bit of a curveball happening at the World Cup today. Belgium just took out Brazil. 2-1. They'll now face France in the semifinals coming up on Tuesday. To talk about that and so much more in the World Cup, former member of the U.S. men's national team who took part in three World Cups, Eric Winalda, joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Hey, Eric, thanks so much for coming on. Yeah, you, did you guys get to watch it, or were you too busy working? We, we, were, we had it on in the studio, and it seemed like the last five minutes were pretty chaotic as Brazil yeah. was trying to trying to even the score but ended up failing in their bid to do so. Yeah, it was a good one. It was a good one. It was everything that was, it was billed to be, uh, and believe it or not, I still think tomorrow's going to be better, but crazy World Cup so far. Why is tomorrow going to be better than today from what we just saw? Well, because I, I think um, the interest surrounding uh, this English team uh, has been, you know, it's never been this high. I, I think that they, for the first time in a long time, uh, maybe you call it luck of the draw or just finding your form at the right time or lady luck, I don't care what you call it. I, I think that uh, this English team 
is is going to have everybody on the edge of their seat tomorrow because uh, there's they have a couple of guys that haven't even really played well yet um, and they're due for a good performance and I think it's it's going to catch people off. Sweden's there for the taking, so now Eric- uh, today was great, but tomorrow's going to be better. Now, Eric uh, and I both live in Ventura County, Dan. He's from Westlake. I'm from Thousand Oaks. We are bitter rivals. Bitter oh, rivals, T.O. and Westlake. Yeah, but I know this. Yeah, it's uh, blue and orange versus green. We, we don't like each other. It's, no. It's, it's the reality. Yeah. it's. Uh, you ever seen uh, The Outsiders? They're the socials. Oh, we're yeah. the greasers. I mean, oh, we're, we're no. yeah, the, the mean it's streets of Thousand bad. Oaks. I'm telling you, man. Oh, we've, we've... I got a little greaser in me. I'm okay. <laughs> um, but I know that you go to, there's a place called Crown and Acre which is yeah. an English pub, and people go nuts for it. Do you feel like this English team is starting to captivate a lot of America, or is there some bitterness like there was towards Mexico? No, it's a little different. I, I think that um, the, you know the English-Americans or the American English, whatever, everybody's got a little bit of uh, English heritage to, to a certain extent. Um, it's, just a, just a, it's just different. It's a different culture. It's a little bit more fun, a little bit more banter. Um, and there's just a sense of humor that goes along with it. I think I think the reason why Mexico always loses is they they take it too damn seriously at some point, and then they freak out and their nerves take over and they can't they can't finish the deal. I don't think that'll be the case with um, uh, this English side. And I and I, I love going there. Current Anchor's great. If you don't know where we're talking about, it's on Thousand Oaks Boulevard. Honestly, guys, it's like 0.9 miles from my house, so I haven't had to walk home yet. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I have spent, uh, uh, you yes. know, plenty of time. I, I like the point nine. You could have just said about a mile, but since you yeah. you've obviously GPSed it to know the exact oh, yeah. distance to yeah. to get that's, there. That's actual. Yes. Eric Winalda joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Byer in for Doug. So, uh, how big of a disappointment for Brazil was this? A team that that should have have won the World Cup now that they're out in the quarterfinals. How big of a disappointment was this? Well, it's 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 pretty big, but I mean, guys, I mean, think about it. Some of the matchups just suited Belgium, as did it for Switzerland. So, I mean, when when some of these styles of play and philosophies kind of when they when they hit a crash course, it, it, you realize that like, look, they've seen Firmino, they've seen Coutinho, they've seen Fernandinho, uh, Paulina. They they know these guys. They, they, it's not like it's it's going to be anything that's going to throw them off. And when Neymar has a bad day. Uh, you, you've got a chance. Courtois was off the hook. I think he ended up with 12 saves, uh, which is only second to Timmy Howard's performance at you know last World Cup against uh, against Belgium. In fact, but I, I think in in this particular game they're going to walk away and say to themselves, you know what, we we weren't good enough on the day. And Belgium is a great team. They have Lukaku, Hazard, uh, and De Bruyne in the middle of the field. Delaney played out of his skin uh, today. I mean, everyone criticizes that guy, but this was always a team that if they put it together, we knew they were going to be hard to beat. Um, so it's, 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 uh, but it's, I mean, all the teams left are basically Europe. Yeah. So it's, uh, it, this is a weird one. This is, this is now going to be a, a case of uh, who can just come up with the best performance to, to, to see them through. Uh, Croatia is going to beat Russia. Sorry, Russia. It's over. Great ride. Great that the home, the host country did well. Uh, and then I think England. So it's, to me, it looks like it's going to be England, Croatia, uh, Belgium, of course, and France. So think about that, guys. This is France versus Belgium. It's it's got to be. You could Google it. I don't know, but I've done this drive. It's it's got to be less than 200 miles from Belgium from uh, Brussels to Paris. I mean, that's amazing. That's like if if I got in my car and decided to drive to uh, San Diego right now. That's about how long it would take me. So it's it's, it's this is pretty cool. That's going to be a big matchup. 
Uh, he played in three World Cups for the U.S. Uh, National Soccer Hall of Famer Eric Winaldo with us here on FSR. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. So we hear a lot of people hype up and they're very positive about uh, the U.S. soccer program and where it's headed. And even though they missed out, you've always been brutally honest. You didn't. You don't care who it offends. You'll speak the truth regardless of, of what it will impact. What is the truth about American soccer and where it stands in the world and its status in the world right now? Well, I mean, this, well, we, we sure did pick the, 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 the wrong World Cup to be sitting out of. I'll tell you that with all the, the way that uh, things have that panned out for some of these countries. But look, the reason why we're not in this thing is because of the competitive nature of our league. Every, no one wants to, to say that. Everyone thinks that everything's great, and they, they have different versions of success. And uh, We're breeding our players for mediocrity. There, there is no real test for our guys. And then what happens is, is we go into real competition, and we've never been punched in the mouth before, and we don't know how to react. And we end up losing to Trinidad and Tobago, who's – Again, the size of San Diego. So it's it's a scenario where we've got to figure out um, the making our league better domestically. We have to. We have to have our players in better uh, better pockets of the world, testing themselves every day, uh, in order for us to, to be a better soccer nation. So I, I I think there's ways to achieve that. It's a longer conversation, but um, MLS needs to to take a good long look in the mirror and realize that this is an all on U.S. soccer. Our, our league. Isn't good enough. Uh, I know it's a longer conversation, but what would be one way if you had to pick one, and you could only pick one that would advance the the, the United States program from where it is now to where you want to see it? What would be the one thing you do? Oh, I don't know. Stop investing in these guys who are showing up in a wheelchair. I mean, m- maybe that would be one. <laughs> and, and you know, if you're going to give Wayne Rooney twelve million dollars, let's think about all all the places that we could have spent that money on young Americans. I love Zlatan. He's great. He's funny. He loves himself. If he were chocolate, he'd eat himself. But the, the, the reality is we should be spending our money on American players, not has-beens, who are 38 years old waiting for their frayed rubber band ACL to go. So I, that, that's how I feel. I, I want to see us appropriately spend our money to make sure that we get better, not, not continue to have this country club retirement home for, for what the, all the has-beens from Europe. Eric Winaldo joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Quickly from Paris to to uh, Brussels, uh, three hours, sixteen minutes. Yeah, yeah. So that's there you a, go. That'd be there a drive. Is. Yeah. Dan, the way you drive, you'd be there in two hours and ten minutes. You know yeah. me, I'm a lead foot. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> zooming in and out of the four hundred five. You can't catch me unless you catch my personalized plates that say bye bye. <laughs> that's that's what I drive. Yeah, there you go. Hey, in right. eight in eight years, we know it's coming. It's coming to the U.S. in the joint bid of Mexico and Canada. But also the expanded field. Seeing what you saw this year, is this a bad sign of things to come if, when this field expands to forty-eight? Well, I mean that's a great that's a great topic. But the, I think what this also is telling us is that uh, there are certain pockets of the world uh, who are getting their act together and making it more competitive. No one would have thought that we'd be sitting in a scenario. Uh, maybe eight years ago, that Belgium would would be in the spot that they're in. It would have been the likes of a Portugal or or an Italy or or the Netherlands. And there's always certain places that that seem to always be challengers in a World Cup. But I think, you know, looking at it now and going across, I think Croatia's uh, in there. Russia had a pretty good run. Sweden is something something to talk about. Uruguay, I I, I think in the in the in, you know in the, in the um, the first couple of games we saw some bad performances out of our region, 
uh, with Costa Rica not doing well. Egypt uh, was was disappointing. Saudi Arabia and Panama were all easy games for everybody. But then again, guys, Korea beat Germany, so it it it, it opens it up. Uh, let's give it the eight years. But you know, when when certain countries start to get their act together, it's going to make it better. In the end, it's going to make it better. Easier to get in, of course, but. I think once the competition starts, um, we'll get we'll get just as much, if not more, enjoyment out of the next one, next couple. If uh, if uh, it all goes well. Uh, last one for me for Eric Winalda. Played in three World Cups for the U.S. Uh, National Soccer Hall of Famer here on Fox Sports Radio. Neymar diving. Uh, Americans who are just now seeing it for the first time in four years, who have never seen him play before, they're outraged by the diving, the theatrics. Yeah. Uh, what is what is your opinion on that? How would you react to that if you were playing against him? I'll give you a, a real quick story, right? I, I once did that, and I went down on the ground, pretending like I was dying, held my face. I got a phone call from my dad, who he never does that, and he says, hey, why don't you come by the house? So I dropped by. My mom grabbed her purse, walked right past me, and said, good luck. He goes, sit down. I got something for you. He rolled the, the, the game, and he showed me over and over again, pretending that I was hurt. And he looked at me, and he says, I'm telling you right now, that's my name on the back of your shirt. If you ever do that again, you are not welcome in this home. <laughs> that is just not anything that I want to be related to. Are we clear? I never dove again. This is the biggest <laughs> problem we have in the game. It is, it is a massive problem. They need to be fined. Uh, we have the ability to, to review stuff on VAR and on, on video and say, look how bad this was. This is simulation. Find them. They're rich people. You hit their wallets hard, and they'll stop doing it. Everybody will stop doing it. Absolutely amazing. He's Eric <laughs> Winalda, played in three World Cups, former member of the U.S. men's national team, and our friend here on Fox Sports Radio. Eric and I had a Twitter battle once on followers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, years back. Yeah. It was a race to 6,000. Um, I want to be- What are you at now? I, I'm, yeah. I, you know. I'm not even in five digits yet. So we're, we're yeah, we're only at like 8,800. Oh. You know, yeah, 8,700. That's all, that's all we've got. You you flew past me with light you, speed. Yes, it's Westlake, man. It's how they work out there. They're more popular hey. than To. It's just the oh, way it boy. is. Don't even start. Yeah, it's the socials. You go back to that. No, it's not. Come on, leave it alone. I plan on running uh, to run U.S. soccer. So just so you know, so hopefully that'll you know turn things around for me a little bit as well. Well, that gives us a reason to play golf. I, I think that uh, we'll, we'll get out. All there. right, let's do it. Thanks, Eric. Appreciate it, and yeah, enjoy the rest of the World Cup. You got it. Love you guys. See you. Eric Winalda joining us here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Summers here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark, but without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, we are going to do something that's never been done in the history of radio. I'm not exaggerating that. If you want to be a part of history, you won't go anywhere. Okay, history making segment is next here on Fox Sports Radio. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, tell everybody around you to shut their mouths and you pay your respects to Steve DeSager. Kind of the listeners. Uh, By the way, it's a great segment. Always good to hear him on the phone and amazing that Neymar dives every game and then can't get a call at the end. today. He's the best soccer guest you can get because he actually is honest about it. And and he is brutally honest. He doesn't kiss ass. I never heard that story he just told with his dad. (laughs) That is great. I wish all players had dads like that. Brazil is out. Uruguay is out in quarterfinals on FS1 today at the World Cup. By the way, today 
yesterday's games were the last on FS1. Fox TV will have the rest of the tournament, including tomorrow, England versus Sweden in a quarterfinal at 10 a.m. Eastern time, then host Russia versus Croatia. Belgium versus France. Neighbors in the semis on Tuesday. Belgium eliminates Brazil 2-1. Belgium still hasn't lost a game in nearly two years. 24 straight matches. France is undefeated in this tournament. 2-0 today's final over Uruguay, which had been 4-0 in this World Cup. Tony Parker will sign with the Charlotte Hornets. The point guard had been with the Spurs with 17 years, just eight points per game last season. It's reportedly a two-year, $10 million agreement. The Thunder will part ways with Carmelo Anthony this summer. They are very far over the salary cap at the moment. Serena Williams won her third rounder at Wimbledon, but Venus Williams lost 8-6 in a third set. To baseball, the Mariners gave general manager Jerry DePoto a multi-year extension and one-day game appropriately Wrigley Field, Chicago. The Reds leading the Cubs 3-1. Bottom of the seventh. Back to you. Thank you very much, Steve. This is the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio, brought to you by True Car. Car shopping can be confusing with terms like dealer price, list price, and invoice. True Car shows you what other people paid for the car you want, so you can recognize a good price when you're ready to buy a new or used car. Visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. I'm just going to put this on Twitter. My favorite part of the Winalda story was his mom wishing him good luck. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good luck with yeah. what you're about to endure with your father. <laughs> In that room. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Bayer. That's John Ramos. Is Eric Winalda. Yeah. Flopped. And dad said, you're never doing that again. Well, at least, uh, you know, at least his dad just sort of gave him a talking to and warned him. Uh, my dad would have pulled out a wrench. Oh, gee. Yeah. Would have been a wrench, <laughs> uh, possible tire iron, um, one of those, uh, those uh, you like uh, paddles, you know, one of those paddles. Uh, yeah, it was a very rough childhood, Dan. It's a, it's a tough transition, it I got to admit. I got to admit. Well, I'll tell you what. If you need somebody to do the work, let's just get the butler to do it. Okay? <laughs> yes, yes. A new game oh, here so on, on Fox Sports Radio. You know, Jimmy Butler has been in the news this week. Never matter. Jimmy Butler of the Minnesota Timberwolves reportedly wants to team up with Kyrie Irving and make their own super team. Of course, he's got a year left on his contract. Reportedly doesn't want to sign with the Minnesota Timberwolves. So, Jonas, <laughs> you came up with a game called The Butler Did It. The Dan. Butler Did yes. It. So that's today. John Ramos, you're our contestant on The Butler Did It. It's good to be here, Dan. Jonas, oh, we, are, fun. we are going to give you a situation. And you have to decide which butler did it. Okay, sounds simple enough. For example, we would say... Blank Butler wants to join Kyrie Irving and join a super team. You would say uh, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Yes, that would be correct. Yep. Okay, we've got we've got nine nine scenarios. Should we also explain the music you're hearing is Mr. Belvedere? It was a hit a hit TV show in the 1920s. Uh, for those of you that are not familiar, uh, he was a butler in the show, which is why the song is playing. Oh, it, it's a great TV show, Bob Euchre. <laughs> And Wesley was, I believe, the, the youngest <laughs> son in it. And uh, what was what was Mr. Belvedere's real name? Uh, Joe. <laughs> yeah, it was Joe Belvedere. Yeah. Yeah, it was, it was Joe. He was part of that band, uh, that group, uh, Bell Biv to Belvedere, right? <laughs> uh, Lynn <damn>. Belvedere. It's all a joke. By the way, this song is out of loop. Let's play the game. <laughs> the Butler did it. Okay, blank Butler wore a huge glove while playing the outfield. Who 
who? What butler was that, John Ramos? Is it a current player? Oh, no. Jesus, no. man. Oh. It can't get any yeah. simpler yeah. in this game. It's not 20 questions. <laughs> what butler wore a huge glove while playing the outfield? By a ballot. An A? Yeah, no. No. No, we just need a name, John. A name. Um, Butler. Bob. No, it was Brett Butler. How did you miss that, John? Yeah, seriously. San Francisco he didn't play for the Giants. Dodgers, so I don't worry about it. He was too busy going to World Series with the Giants. He had a huge glove that yes, would like John. rob home runs. By the way, he did play with the Dodgers. I was just joking. Oh, right. good joke. <laughs> better, better than the game so far as John's trying to change the rules. Uh, all right, Johnny, you ready? Yes. All right, here we go. Uh, next up on The Butler Did It here on Fox Sports Radio. Which butler started the Lambo leap? Derek? <laughs> Derek? <laughs> Steve, please. <laughs> it's like when you meet, it's like when you forget a woman's name after you just got her number. And and the trick is you go, uh, hey, how do you spell your name? And she goes. Pam? <laughs> yeah, I know. Is that two M's or is it like, uh, how do you want that put? I want to make sure. Like... Uh, it would be uh, Leroy Butler. Leroy okay. Butler. Um, <laughs> Blank Butler was once traded in a deal involving Shaquille O'Neal. Karan Butler. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's our teammate here on Fox Sports Radio. All right, Johnny. You ready? Yes, I'm just getting into it now. Here we go. Here we go. Blank Butler got his kicks playing in Chicago and at the University of Georgia. Streaks on the China. <laughs> Never mattered before. <laughs> Who cares? When you drop kick your jacket as you came through the Ray Ray Butler. <laughs> That'd be incorrect, John. Uh, it's Kevin Butler. Uh, Kevin, Kevin okay. Butler, the former place kicker for the Bears. All right, John. Blank Butler once had a small role in a James Bond film. The Butler did it here on Fox Sports Radio. Blank Butler once had a small role in a James Bond film. Jeff. Close. Gerard Butler. <laughs> We're not just picking random guys. There are actual famous people named Butler. We are we are uh, one for five, otherwise known as Lonzo Ball from the free throw line. All right, here we go. Uh, next up here on the Butler Did It here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, John Ramos, who is, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh, awful at this game so far. Uh, here we go, John, you ready? Yes. Which, which Butler... Broke Dan Byer's heart in the Super Bowl. <laughs> Rashad Butler? <laughs> oh. <laughs> John, John, that actually is close. I almost want to give you the points, except his name is Malcolm, so I can't. <laughs> oh. One for six, a.k.a. a good week for the Orioles. <laughs> You want uh, one more, Dano? Yeah, I'll do one and you got one, okay? okay. Blank Butler appeared on The Young and the Restless. Uh, 
<laughs> There's a change in the status quo. Brett Butler. Donna that is correct. Hey! The female, the right. female Brett Butler. All yeah, right. two for seven. All right, Johnny, you ready for this? Here we go. Yes. Final one. Final one. Which butler wore a huge glove while playing the outfield? <laughs> That'd be Brett Butler. Oh, yeah. He did it again. <laughs> he did it again. I, I want to I do the <laughs> my, my, my favorite one, okay? This is a Jonas Knox creation. <laughs> Blank Butler is currently a Chicago Cub that shares his name with an Fox Sports Radio anchor. There's a change in the stand. So you've got like 10 to choose from. Deb Butler. <laughs> Deb Butler. Close. No cigar. Uh, what, would, what would have been your second guess? Turk? <laughs> what would have been your second guess? <laughs> Sam Butler. Sam <laughs> Butler. Eddie Butler. Yeah. Eddie Butler. Eddie Butler. There it is. Eddie Garcia. Oh, my <laughs> Sam God. Sam <laughs> Butler. Like, oh, man. Oh, Lynn Belvedere, <laughs> Christopher Hewitt. Yes. Uh, by the way, little do people know how much time we actually put into this. Dan and I were on ranker list trying to find the most famous butlers ever created. Not a common name. It's very tough. Oh, amazing. <laughs> okay. Uh, Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. John's record of uh, three and nine, also known as... The Miami Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. If you can think of another famous butler that was not mentioned or you know somebody or your last name is Butler, tweet the official Butler Twitter account at JSRamos06. Hashtag Butler. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, there is uh, so some people out there are questioning a team's moves. But somebody thinks they're actually making secretly a very, very effective decision this offseason. Find out who they are next year on FSR. Today's Doug Gottlieb show is brought to you by AutoZone. Summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That's John Ramos. And now it's time to play. And now. <laughs> Doug's not here today, obviously, because we are. That's because Doug was in on the herd with Colin Cowherd on Fox Sports Radio and Fox Sports 1 and had this to say about the team the Lakers are assembling around LeBron James. The story came out yesterday that this was all part of the plan. Um, Brian Windhorst and Romo and a Shelburne tag team this bad boy. As they said that uh, team president Magic Johnson, general manager Rob Palenka, consulted LeBron James on their ensuing agreements with Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee, and Rajon Rondo. And so you start to ask yourself, whoa, what plan on earth includes those three? But apparently, at least per the Lakers, what they're trying to get out there is, hey, man, he wanted tough-minded playmakers, guys that can make plays, guys that were adults, guys that were grinders, guys that were gritty. So do you believe it? I actually do. You want some dogs, some guys to compete, some guys that are hungry, I'll give you Rondo. We need a backup point guard. Here's the guy that started on an NBA championship team, started this year in the playoffs. I'll give you Lance Stevenson. 
Sure, I don't want him to be one of my three or four best players, but if he's your sixth or seventh best player, it's pretty good. I'll give you JaVale McGee. That was Doug Gottlieb earlier today on The Herd on Fox Sports Radio. As we are sitting in for Doug, he's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. It makes sense to take the load off of LeBron on the defensive side of the court as well. Yeah. Shot blocker and JaVale McGee there. You've got Rondo, defensive-minded point guard, who says that he looks forward to working with Lonzo Ball and, and helping him, you know, shape his game. And Lance Stevenson could guard defenders that maybe LeBron you know, maybe would have had to in certain situations. So, so, so a lot of that makes sense. It may, I mean, every championship team that you can think of had that one guy or a couple of guys that were that dog that were that they just bring a different bite to the game, a different sort of. Uh, in Boston, it was Marcus Smart, and it was Marcus Morris. In Golden State, it's Draymond Green. It's you see, like every good team has one of those. So. Yeah, it makes sense in theory, but um, you know what else makes a lot of sense? Um, guys who don't shoot with their feet. <laughs> uh, their backcourt is brick-laying city. How, oh, who's else is going to score in that team? I, I don't. I mean, if there's another deal in the but, works, maybe that makes sense, but you need more, man. What does the Fox say? <laughs> wow, that was what does the Fox say on Fox Sports Radio? Where did John remember, go? Remember, they still have they still have Brandon Ingram. They still have Kyle Kuzma in that in. In that fold, so those would be the pieces that would allow you to score. We got a break. We got to find John Ramos. Anybody seen him? Big Spurs news next. And John Ramos is here as well. Glad to have you with us as we wrap up the week. A short week for many as they didn't have to work on Independence Day, the 4th of July. Hope you enjoy the weekend, and I hope you remember it was Friday because I had a tough time earlier today. But anyway, the end of the week is here, and we are here with you. The John Ramos Show will be here at the bottom of the hour. News on Carmelo Anthony coming up in about five or ten minutes or so right here on Fox Sports Radio. But we have now heard from a former San Antonio Spur Jonas speaking out about the Kawhi Leonard situation, and we can say former because Tony Parker has agreed to terms on a contract with the Charlotte Hornets. Tony Parker speaking out today about the disgruntled Spurs forward. Yeah, um, there was there was sort of a story that was out there that Tony Parker had. He was the one who called out um, Kawhi Leonard for not being there. He was the one who called out Kawhi Leonard uh, for you know his injury not being as as severe as Tony Parker's injury was, and people felt like that was sort of what what burned the bridge between Tony Par- between Kawhi Leonard and the Spurs. There were teammates that called him out. He was not happy about it, all of that stuff. And so Tony Parker went on to say earlier, and to sum it up, basically said that he was asked a question by a reporter about the difference between their injuries. Tony Parker said that his injury was worse than Kawhi Leonard's. It didn't mean to demean the seriousness of Kawhi Leonard's injury. He willingly turned over the franchise to Kawhi Leonard. He was the face of the franchise. How the media have turned this into a big to-do. And it's hard to argue a lot of that because, listen, Tony Parker's injury was more severe than Kawhi Leonard's. That's why he missed the time he did. That's why he had to undergo the surgery. And if he was asked a question for them to take it and run with it, it feels like it's Kawhi Leonard's camp looking for the excuse to complain about something because ultimately they want it out regardless. Yeah, I don't I, I don't agree with Tony Parker saying that it's the media's fault. I think that the media took everything that Tony Parker said and put it in its context, and the point being – Tony Parker had a worse injury and was still able to return from the injury and play. And that is what happened. And I don't think it's 
it's running from anything or taking something and running with it and making it fake news or not a true story. It's it is what it is. Tony Parker had a worse injury. Greg Popovich said it himself that they were both dealing with quad injuries and intended injuries that Tony Parker's was worse. And, you know, the the only one that I actually thought the comment that was. And, and I don't think it was off Jonas, but if you wanted to draw any parallels to it, it was Manu Ginobili just being like, we're not even planning on him being there. We're, we're, we're not even counting on it. In a way, you could be like, okay, the, the teammates have maybe lost confidence in Kawhi Leonard. But I don't think anything that was reported about Tony Parker or what he said was wrong. I don't think that the Spurs organization got in the air of the players and said, hey, say this. I think that they're veteran players. I just I, I think it is what it is in Kawhi Leonard's camp. As you said, just wanted to point holes or poke holes and point fingers at everybody but them, and that's how we got in this situation. It's like when you know you already want out of a relationship or you want away from somebody, so you wait for the smallest thing to happen, and then you turn it into a big deal. Like, uh, oh, Mike, you just hung up on me? No, no, I lost service. I was going through the canyon. No, no, you hung up on me. That's it. I can't take this anymore. We're done. You hang up the phone? Thank God there's my out. Yeah. All right, there's my – it's like that's what Kawhi Leonard was doing here. He was looking for an out. He was looking for a reason to leave. He had he had things he saw in the future about L.A., uh, places he wanted to go, things he wanted to do business-wise, and it was going to be the smallest thing that would turn into this. Look, Tony Parker doesn't have a reputation for being the greatest teammate in the world. Uh, talk to – was it Brett Barry? Uh, Brent Barry? Who's, yeah, Brent. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just ask him about how that went with his wife. Uh, and you can Google those stories and you can find them out for yourself. But uh, let, these are facts. I'm not, I'm not lying about any of these are facts. But the idea that Kawhi Leonard is just the victim in all of this and he was so wrongly treated by the San Antonio Spurs and Greg Popovich did him wrong and all of the other things that went down. It's why after it happened... The most telling thing to me about the situation was Greg Popovich's wife just died. Okay. His wife just died. And Kyrie Irving or Kawhi Leonard, in you would think that it would be sort of the time where, man, you know, maybe there was other things going on. Now that I know everything that happened, now that I understand what's going on with this guy and the situation and all of that, and he still hasn't budged off it and he hasn't spoken publicly about it. And he hasn't been, you would think there would be some sort of sensitivity to, Listen, last year might have been a one-off scenario. We all sort of had our own things going on. Let's sort of figure this out. If still to this day, after what Popovich went through, what Tony Parker has said, and everything else that has come out afterwards, if still to this day he wants nothing to do with the organization, so much so that he was hiding from them in New York, that's just somebody who wanted out and he's looking for reasons, period. I did find it interesting in Tony Parker's statement here that he passed the torch to Kawhi. I, I just thought Tim Duncan had it the whole time, to be honest. Oh. That that no, like seriously, like I thought Matt Bonner. But if you want to go Tim Duncan, that's fine. <laughs> like, I mean, like I also like of like you know putting themselves in into the the conversation. It would, I guess, a similar a, a, a similar would be like, you know, Kobe wasn't able to pass the torch to LeBron, so Brooke yeah. Lopez did. Yeah. So you know, like they was able to pass that torch over that that you know glue to be able to I'll take it from here don't worry about it I I know Tony Parker was a part of some championship teams but Tim Duncan usually had that torch and now uh, it's it's funny because um so I work on the weekends and um after I get off the air it is uh the great Anthony Gargano and Lincoln Kennedy takeover 
And so it's an honor for me every Saturday morning to uh, pass the torch on to Anthony Gargano and Lincoln Kennedy. Uh, no, my show just ended. That's <laughs> there, there is no, there's no, like, I'm done. It's now there. To, it's not even, yeah, I, it, uh, the whole thing's weird. Yeah, I, it, it is unique. I don't think that the media did anything wrong. I don't think they took anything out of out of context and, and took it and ran with it. I think that Tony Parker is mistaken. Uh, one thing that can't be mistaken is Carmelo Anthony's future in Oklahoma City, where there doesn't look like there's going to be one. Reports saying that the Thunder and Carmelo are set to work out some sort of parting of the ways, whether it be a, via a trade or it be a buyout of his contract where he's due $27 million for the upcoming season. Earlier on the show, we spoke with Jordan Schultz, who is the co-host of the podcast with CJ McCollum, the pull-up podcast. And Jordan talked about what's next for Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I've been speaking to a, a source close to Carmelo all day about potential spots because obviously it's not a surprise that he could spot out. I think everybody kind of expected that. Uh, I think right now the Lakers and Rockets both make a lot of sense. Um, you know, I think the fact that the Lakers have have a need for a, a, like a trail small ball power forward that can make shots would be huge. Uh, and then I think you, you consider the fact that the Rockets lose Trevor Ariza um, and they they need a guy that can make shots from the perimeter, from the, the, the mid post. And Carmelo is not that type of defender, and nor is he that type of offensive threat that he used to be. But I think both of those teams make sense. I think a wild card potentially could be Philadelphia, just because he, you can really see him filling a need for, for the Sixers in terms of what what they need, uh, shooting, you know, uh, wing depth. And, and he, he can play that 3-4, and that's really where, where they've kind of faltered. So I would look at those three teams, and I think probably the favorite right now would be L.A. and Houston. That was Jordan Schultz earlier with us on the Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. I, I didn't like Boogie Cousins to Golden State. I don't like Carmelo Anthony to the Houston Rockets. I don't uh, – you don't – you don't replace Trevor Ariza just because Carmelo can kind of shoot the ball. There's zero help defensively. I don't think that that would be a good mix for the Lakers. And I know I, I tweeted this. I, I I shouldn't say I tweeted this. I searched this in Twitter. I just typed in Melo Jonas earlier today. The first result was Melo to the Lakers, then Melo Warriors, and then just Melo. All so right. people are wondering, yeah, right. Melo to the Lakers, Mellow possibly to the Warriors, but to the Lakers was the biggest one, and I see a lot of backlash to it. What? One-year deal? Shoot and play with LeBron? Maybe LeBron can keep him in check? It's really the only thing that Carmelo can do is actually three-point percentage uh, was one of his better years this past year in Oklahoma City. I don't think I, I don't really actually see how it could hurt or destroy the Lakers if Carmelo Anthony came aboard. Can somebody double-check in the back if Mellow Yellow was the car sponsor that Rowdy Burns had in Days of Thunder? Just to make Since we're on the top of Mellow, it'll never fit anywhere else on sports radio. That's that's the, the only request we have. Where would he – is there a place in the league that you think he carries enough name value that at least he could sell some tickets in? Because I don't know that there is. No. I, <laughs> like, I don't know yeah. that there is. And he could, he could right now – Still you know, get you 22-23 Yeah, it, it it may take him thirty eight shots, but that you know that's with with some guys. Like if at least LeBron is in the town or on his team where he would maybe put him in check. We, you know, last year when he made the joke about coming off the bench, and we had kind of talked about it before the show. I thought it was a funny line, and he, was, you know, he's like, yeah, they want me to come off the bench. With, with Carmelo, there was nobody really there in Oklahoma City that was going to check him, if you will. 
with him being friends with LeBron and, and and maybe in Carmelo's mind they're on the same level, but he may have thought that he was on a different level, level than Russell Westbrook and Paul George in Oklahoma City. Maybe, just maybe that would put him in some sort of place with the Lakers where it wouldn't be. But, yeah, I mean, it's it's all he does is shoot, really. I mean, that's that's what you've got with Carmelo Anthony. So if, if you were to put him like in a – I don't know. I always use Memphis as an example. I don't think it draws tickets. Um I, I don't think he's that name anymore. Is he kind of like Adrian Peterson to where you know he can still probably play, but you just don't know whether or not you want him around? Like It seems like that's kind of what's happened with Adrian Peterson to where I'll bet he could still play. You see some videos of him training and working out. It, it seems like he can still play, but for some reason nobody wants him around. He reminds me of – I don't I don't want to say because Mike Wallace actually had some somewhat decent years where – all Mike Wallace, you thought, was just going to catch an 80-yard touchdown. The anchor or the football player? <laughs> the, the, oh. the wide receiver, yeah. where it was just, all right, let's just chuck it deep and hope that he that he catches it. That's what I think of, like, Carmel. Like, you don't – like, you're, you're not bringing in Mike Wallace to block or to get that first down to move the chains. You're just like, all right, maybe he can hit a home run. You bring in <laughs> Carmelo Anthony. Oh, there we go. Oh, we know what John Ramos has been doing the all last right, there he is. There he is. And – uh so I, I I just think there's such limited upside and with his ego and with who he is, and he's you know, I, I mean, there's there's just limits with what you've got with Carmelo Anthony. Yeah, I uh I, I just it, it's amazing a guy that can still get you twenty two, twenty three a game. And you're right, it, it could take a ninety five shots, but <laughs> that he you couldn't sell him to a fan base anywhere. Like a team that that's maybe starving for some star potential or or look, if he says Hey, I'll come off the bench. I I have no problem coming off the bench. Remember, Joe Johnson was pretty effective in Utah. Um, Joe Johnson had some decent years. He could score uh, when he was coming off the bench or when he wasn't that lead primary role. I just I, it it it's, this blows is, my mind that he couldn't is, find anything. This is how bad it got for Melo in Oklahoma City. In on a team with Russell Westbrook, there we were like, man, Melo shoots a lot of misses. Like you've got Russell Westbrook there, who isn't necessarily known as the most efficient shot taker at times. That's how bad it got for Mello in OKC. Hey, summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark, but without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action with free services from AutoZone you can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. Dan Byer, Jonas Knox, in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, you can get Dan on Twitter, at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. The John Ramos Show is coming up in about 15 minutes from now. If you have any last-minute requests you want to get into the John Ramos Show, I can confirm they're still working on the script because that's what John's been doing the last segment. Okay, he's <laughs> in the entire segment. It's what he's been doing. Um, at JS Ramos 6 for that. Coming up next, we have got uh, we've got more controversy. More discussion, some craziness going on in the world of sports. We'll have that for you next year on FSR. Get rewarded with Snapshot from Progressive. It's simple. Plug in Snapshot, drive, and earn discounts for safe driving. Save more at Progressive.com or call 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. I know you've been wondering. A John Ramos show comes up in 10 minutes. This should be a dandy, especially off the heels of yesterday's Bonanza which the overnight TV ratings and radio ratings through the roof. They were just magnificent. Speaking of ratings through the roof, how big would the TV ratings be if you got Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson going head-to-head winner-take-all showdown 
on TV. How how huge would those ratings be? I'd rather watch that than any major in golf. He, I'm not kidding. I, I I know Jonas is, and this is a huge golf guy that you're talking about right there. So he puts it in perspective. The point is, this is close to happening. In fact, it was so close to happening, it was supposed to happen this past Tuesday. A report came out that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson were planning on putting together a TV event where they would play for $10 million head-to-head with a winner-take-all format. This was going to be played on Tuesday, July 3rd. And now, as we heard about this report, which has been confirmed by Phil's representatives that they are looking at possibly scheduling this at a new date, you could have Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson go head-to-head against each other on national TV, which isn't new in the form of a made-for-TV event, but they only did it in the past, Jonas, with teammates like Sergio Garcia, John Daly, David Duvall. Uh, Tiger took on David Duvall in like the first ever of these events, a one-versus-two showdown. But they had two-on-two events that Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson competed against each other. And now this would be a mano-a-mano matchup between Tiger and Phil on TV, which I agree with you that the ratings would be high. I think I think a final round of the Masters is maybe the only thing that would top what Tiger and Phil would do. But this just this just lends more credibility to how big Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson are to the sport of golf, that if it's just those two guys on TV, nobody else cares, people are watching. And I think they're sort of taking – it's a spinoff as to what we had last week. And last weekend there was a big uh, face-off in the world of golf. It was John Daly versus Jack Daniels. And uh, I believe that was a – What? Come on. Come on, Jonas. (laughs) Come on, what? (laughs) He promotes it enough. Um, No, but in all seriousness – this would be fantastic because I know it's not a major. And, look, I like the Masters just as much as the next guy. And I, the U.S. Open, we had we had a chance to go there together, Dan. I had, It was a great time. Uh, the tornado that almost hit the media tent wasn't all that fun. But, it happens. you know, that's just you know par for the course. Get it? Yes, I like but, that. So I, I like majors. I like the big events. This is a big event. This is a spectacle. And you're going to trim the fat of players you don't know or aren't familiar with. And you get down to bare bones, the two most recognizable or most famous or well-known or accomplished players that are currently on the tour that everybody knows, you would just trim away all the fat and you would get down to just these guys in a round. I think it would be fantastic. And I think more people would be into this than they are maybe that final Sunday in the Masters when to the casual fan, they don't know who a lot of these guys are. Something that we've never seen Phil and Tiger playing a final group in a major. Tiger with his 14 majors, Phil with his five. This also this represents a couple of things. First of all, Phil kind of leaked this out at the Players' Championship, and Phil has a tendency to do this when he started talking about, hey, I'd love to you know, take him on. And this is after Tiger and Phil played a practice round in Augusta, so you knew something was in the works. Tiger played along with it, said, yeah, anytime, just name your price, and that price is $10 million. The NBA All-Star Game thought about doing, remember uh, playing for like a, a huge amount of money was one of the ways to to let's let's make this All Star Game even better. Let's right. think about ways about you know East and West with guys aren't trying. Let's figure out a way. And one of the topics was let's just put a, a ridiculous amount of money at stake, winner take all, and we'll see these guys playing a, lo- a, a lot harder. I think you could do that. We found out that the NBA All Star winners this past year got a hundred thousand dollars for winning the game. 
You put $10 million or $15 million for the 15 or 12 players that make the All-Star game, so you're winning a million dollars if you just win that game, you're going to get a lot more competition for it, you know? And so so to see something like that, then this is, Jonas, this is just an exhibition. I mean, that that's it doesn't even mean anything like the All-Star game. It's something maybe the NBA should look into. Well, it's like when Pacquiao and Mayweather fought. I know everybody said, well, look, they're past their prime, and uh, Floyd waited Manny Pacquiao out and all of that. But look, uh, Pacquiao Mayweather, yeah, I don't know. I, I would have liked to have seen this two years ago. Okay, the numbers are in. You all watched. For those of you that complained and said you weren't going to watch and you weren't happy with it, you're a liar. The numbers show that you're lying because of how many people bought it. Here's the other part of that. There were three world titles on the line in that fight. Nobody knew that. It could have very well been an exhibition. It was all about the names, the two names, the two most mm-hmm. recognizable fighters going head-to-head. The fact that this is an exhibition, uh, it doesn't matter what course it's at. It's these two names which will draw. They've continued to draw. People want to see them do well. I think Phil's popularity actually increased after they saw his meltdown that he yeah. said was, oh, well, you know, uh, you know, I just was sort of uh, – uh, and he and he kind of backtracked and said it was poor sportsmanship afterwards. And he said, "Oh, you know, like I think his popularity actually increased because people saw that and said, oh, 'Oh, I've done that too. That's yeah. relatable. Strike now.' I I don't I think this is the perfect time to do it. I would be all in on it. I've looked at NBA preseason games as is something that is really strange to me, Jonas, because the Lakers. Let's take them for example here in Southern California. They'll go and play a game maybe at the Honda Center." or in Ontario, yeah, and not everybody gets to go to Laker games. And I know it's a big deal to go and see the Lakers at Staples Center and to see the Stars. Even though it's a preseason game, I always felt you could still go see Kobe Bryant in the flesh. Like, yeah. like there is Kobe Bryant, something that if he was at a mall or if he was playing in a regular season game at Staples Center, people would be going out of their minds, go, oh, my gosh, there's Kobe. Look at Kobe. Look at Kobe. But because it's a preseason game at the Honda Center in Anaheim, they're like, all right, I'm not you know, like, yeah. like, like what's the point of it? That's basically what this is. There is really no point to it except that it's made for TV, it's built up, and you put ten million dollars. And that's all of that and the star power of Tiger and, and, and Phil draw that in. Them playing a practice round was a neat you know, was a it was a, a great story at the Masters. It was a neat story. But just to be able to see these guys go head to head, something that you can't normally see. I just I, I think would be great. I, I don't know why people don't go and see Kobe Bryant, you know, when he when he played or go see LeBron James wherever he's gonna play. Maybe a different story this time around. But just seeing these two guys play golf is worth the price of it. Well, and Eric Winalda, who was with us last hour, who talked about the biggest issue he has with the MLS, Eric Winalda, who's a soccer hall of famer, played in three World Cups, is that they're signing these has beens to play. Whether it's Andrea Pirlo or Wayne Rooney or whoever or or Zlatan, they're signing all these big time international players. Part of the draw is you've never gotten to see them in the flesh before. You've you've never gotten to do it. But like one of the great events I've I've ever gone to, I have a buddy who's who got me into Italian soccer, uh, loves Italian soccer. We got to see Andrea Pirlo and John Luigi Buffon. And to the average sports fan, that's not a big deal. But to us who have watched those guys but aren't in Italy and aren't watching Juventus games to be able to see them, the fact that they were playing in Dodger Stadium was a big deal. I can remember being in in Charleston when I did radio out there. The town was buzzing because the Cavs were playing a preseason game in Charleston, South Carolina, 
And it was a chance for the first time ever where there's no pro sports team in town for them to get to see LeBron James and Shaquille O'Neal. I didn't think it was a big deal because I grew up in L.A. I've seen Shaq play before. I've seen LeBron James. I didn't think it was that big of a deal. But to them out there, they'd never gotten Mm -hmm. that close to an actual NBA game. It was preseason. It was exhibition. Nobody cared. I don't even remember who won or how how much time they actually had on the floor. But it was your chance to see it. This is the same thing. The golf, uh, the game of golf for years had a made-for-TV program called Shell's Wonderful World of Golf. You would take two players. They would go play a course, and it went, all, I, I believe, into the into the 1990s as well. I think maybe it, maybe it stopped in around 2000, but it was it was where you would take two players. They would be mic'd up. You'd have a you'd have a small group around them. But it was perfectly made for TV. You had these primetime events that Tiger did that at first had some ratings, but then after you saw it for a little while, we don't need to see this every year for the no. next five years. But if you see it right now with $10 million on the line, it's definitely worth it. Listen, there's nothing wrong with the spectacle. Uh, McGregor Mayweather, uh, Lyle Lauzado fought Muhammad Ali. Like, think about that now. Like, like imagine if J.J. Watt uh, fought Vladimir Klitschko. Like, you wouldn't watch that? I'd watch that. It would be insane. Today's show is brought to you by True Car. Online car shopping can be confusing. Not anymore with True Price from True Car. Now, you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. He is Dan Byer. I'm Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Coming up next, though, it is the moment you've all been waiting for. This is one of the more controversial segments in all of sports radio. The man, the myth, the legend, John Ramos of the John Ramos Show is next. Don't go anywhere. But for all the latest from around the world of sports, just breathe it in. Let it soak in. Let it get into your pores. Let it get inside your ears. Because right now, it's Steve DeSager. Uh, thank you, I think. At Wrigley Field, the lone matinee in Major League Baseball is over. The Cubs' six-game winning streak is over. Jason Hayward just flew out to left with the tying run at second. Reds beat the Cubs 3-2. Among the games tonight at Seattle, Felix Hernandez and the Mariners will host Colorado. The M's gave general manager Jerry DePoto a multi-year extension today. The Dodgers, winners of four straight, are against the Angels. Kenta Maeda, if he's the starting pitcher, and Shohei Otani's the DH for the Angels tonight. Plenty of attention in Japan there. Arizona's home to San Diego. Diamondbacks and Dodgers are tied for first in the NL West right now. Milwaukee has placed pitcher Brent Suter on the DL. Brewers are hosting Atlanta tonight. Milwaukee first place in the NL Central. Braves first place in the NL West, uh, NL East. In the World Cup, France and Belgium each won quarterfinals today. Belgium 2-1, eliminating Brazil. Brazil outshot him 26-8, but is done in this tournament. France shut out Uruguay 2-0. Tony Parker will sign with the Charlotte Hornets, a reported two-year $10 million agreement. The Thunder will part ways with Carmelo Anthony this summer. Serena Williams won her third-round match at Wimbledon, but Venus Williams lost 8-6 in the third set. Fellow American Madison Keys lost in three close sets. Back to you. I think the Madison Keys loss helped Serena as well on her path to maybe another crown at the All England. Club. Yeah, seated 25th, she could use a lot of help. You know what? Keys was like 10th, I believe. Mm-hmm. Madison yeah. Keys' uh, sister's name is Florida. <laughs> He's Jonas Knox. <laughs> That's good. I'm man. Dan Meyer. Yes! You like that one? Yes. <laughs> you like that one? Yes. Uh, Steve DeSager, thank you very much. Uh, today's show. And jokes brought to you by AutoZone. Summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark. But without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone, AutoZone. 
Now, now. <laughs> does it get any better than this? <laughs> I thought I you were done. It's we the got a script, Dan. We finally got the script. The John Ramos Show. John Ramos Show. This is the John Ramos Sports on Fox Radio. Huh? Here's John Ramos. He says exactly what Suzanne tells him to say. Ramos. Shut up, John. Ramos. Yes. Yeah, baby. Friday. All right. Woo. Come on, get up. Let's do this thing right now. Hey, good evening, everybody. We have a great show for you tonight. It's Fake Friday. (laughs) Make sure to always use the hashtag, The John Ramos Show. On tonight's Fake Friday, I want to know what's fake in your world. Is it you might win a state lottery? Is it that the hottest girl in college wanted to date you? Or is it that you want to play in L.A. but for the Clippers? I want to hear from you, and I'll read your tweets on the air. Also, it's National Dive Bar Day. Dan and Jonas... (laughs) What do you like to do in a dive bar? Oh, man. Well, uh, Ryan Music is out today, so my good friend Eric is here with me sitting in. Eric, let's get things started. Let's do it, John. Well, Eric, did you hear that story that Kyrie Irving never really wanted LeBron James to come back to Cleveland? Yeah, I saw that. He said he uh, didn't need him. They were good already in Cleveland, right? Yeah, that reminds me of something I was thinking about last night. What's that, John? I didn't really need you here either today. <laughs> oh, John. <laughs> Is NBA free agency just a front for the mafia? We'll talk about it next on the John Ramos Show. My pet monster. He's bigger than big. When he fights battles, he always wins. And he's your friend, too. He breaks his chains. Put him on the spike away, too. With my pet monster. The Kemi Matumbo wind-up My pet Matumbo. It's One Hit Wonders Week All on right. the John Robbins Show. Hey, Whoa. everybody, let's give it up for the original GOAT, GOATEA. Yeah. Yeah. Don't forget, he'll join me up here later up on stage for a in-depth interview about his life, career, etc. Hey, there's definitely something that I used to know. Plus, later on in the show, I will give some insight on uh, some Major League Baseball teams. No, not injuries and trade talk. It's a starting pitcher's birthday, so we'll let you know which <laughs> one. <laughs> that sounds familiar. Don't forget to keep voting on today's poll question. I can't believe he's in the lead right now. But remember, things do change over time, so keep voting. Also, we have a John Rommel Show exclusive, something you won't hear on any other show in the country. Radio, TV, website, anywhere, blogs. Is Tiger Woods Willie back? Or is he really back? (laughs) Willie back. He's Willie back. But right now, what's been happening on the on the field this week in sports? Well, let's let you in on that secret. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like the in-laws have. Week. Here's the plays of the week. Todd Frazier, the batter. Can Major League Baseball play a game in 30 minutes? I think so, but find out how next on the John Ramos Show. Sunday, when Josh is stuck with a pregnant lady, can he deliver her baby? I took one shop instead, but I'm your man if you ever need a bookshelf. It's all our own. Hi, I'm Dudley. That's right. It's One Hit Wonders oh. Week. Let's hear it for Daniel Pooner. Well, oh. I have a bad song. <laughs> Is it powder? Daniel Powder. Yeah. Daniel Gunpowder. 
don't worry. He'll let you in all the secrets uh, later on in this show during our in-depth interview. <laughs> Trust me, Daniel, I've had more better days than bad days, but that's a story for another time. And I had a bad song. Also, is the NBA Summer League just another way to pad your statistics? We'll talk about that later on. Welcome to tonight's Bolt. But first, let's wait. <laughs> <laughs> but Maybe first- we want to tell Daniel Powder to shut yeah, up. Yeah, hey, you Daniel, know? quiet. Welcome to tonight's Ramos Ball Jackpot Drawing. It's worth $18, everybody. Here are tonight's lucky numbers. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen, twenty, twenty-one. 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40. And the Ramos ball is? 41. Again, those numbers for the <laughs> Ramos drawing lottery are? 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27, 28, 28, 29, 30, 31, 32, 33, 34, 35, 36, 37, 38, 39, 40, and the Ramos ball again is? 41. So good <laughs> luck. That's all the time we have for tonight's show. Our one-hit wonders for being our special musical guest. Sorry, we couldn't get to them tonight, but we have to reschedule them for a later time. Oh, and Eric, I'll catch you if you want me to. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, wow. That was good. Listen, that's the sign of a champion. You get knocked down, you come back better than ever. Come back, baby. Because right. I can assure you. John was knocked down after yesterday's <laughs> show. <laughs> Today was outstanding, man. I love Ramos Ball jackpot drawing, man. I'm so glad I thought hey, of it. If there's not a winner, if there's not a winner, the jackpot will be even higher next week. Oh, man. Yeah. That is great. Up to $23, maybe, depending on the sale of tickets, of course. Oh, by the way, um, what's the hashtag again, John? The John Ramos Show. <laughs> Dan Byer, Jonas Knox in for Doug Gottlieb here on Fox Sports Radio. Get Dan on Twitter at Dan Byer on Fox. You can get me at the Jonas Knox. Uh, if you've got any feedback, any complaints about John Ramos and the Ramos Ball jackpot winner, if you feel like you've been screwed over, somebody sold you a fa- faulty ticket, whatever the case may be, make sure you tweet at JSRamos06 with the hashtag. The John Ramos Show. Uh, coming up next here on Fox Sports Radio, a multiple-time Super Bowl champion is giving up. All right, He is giving up. Find out who that is next here on FSR. He's Jonas Knox. I'm Dan Beyer. That is John Ramos. Woo! And Anthony Moreno tweets in one for the books. Dropped an LOL on you as well as the John Ramos show wrapped up things for this Friday. Today's show is brought to you by AutoZone. Summer's here, which means it's time to get to the ballpark, but without a working car battery, you'll be watching from the couch. Luckily, AutoZone offers free battery testing, so you can be a part of the action. With free services from AutoZone, you can't lose. Get in the zone. 
AutoZone. Man, Jonas. I, I got. I'm blown away by his recovery. Just the ability to re, to bounce back after what he considered a uh, not his best John Ramos show, and then he delivers that. He's giving out winning uh, jackpot Powerball Ramos ball numbers, uh, w- courtesy of a uh, a very um, very fluid and non confusing count by uh, Mike <laughs> Francesa, one of the all time greats. I, I'm blown away, Dan. And one of the things that you should know. You must get all 40 numbers correct and the Ramos ball to win the $18 jackpot. Yeah, that's true. That is true. This is The Press. The Press. Steve DeSager is here to fill us in on the latest of what's happening, hopefully not in the NBA Summer League. Uh, Yeah, I I could give you some, but I... I I need to be able to sleep at night. (laughs) Remember, Remember we did. We did... Summer league, some other guy. Makes me feel, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or we could just have a guy counting to 41 twice okay, like, in no, the same those, segment. You know, those, that gets great ratings in New York, the eight, counting. Eight, what was – oh, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, you know the great thing about a guy counting to 41 twice? Eats up 82 seconds of a segment. <laughs> there you go. So. What was the Ramos ball again? Do we have the Ramos ball, John? Okay, all right. He's still here. Unbelievable. By the way, you guys were talking about the Phil Mickelson versus Tiger Woods uh, match that's in the works, winner-take-all, 18-hole event. I had read this morning in the golf.com article about it that they hope there will be more than one exhibition, and not just in the U.S. $10 million, winner-take-all. The fact that it's that, winner-take-all, even though they all have, you know, these guys have $10 million many times over. This will be great, and I'll watch. Do you think it can be too much of a good thing, though, to have this multiple times? If you did it in other countries, like it would be a big deal in China. It would be a big deal in Japan or South Korea. So they shouldn't televise those here and not saturate? Yeah, yeah. I mean, heck, to be honest, Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy had one six years ago in uh, China, I believe. I completely forgot about it. Mm. Didn't even – I. yeah, I completely forgot about it. Oh, you forgot about it? Yeah. Oh, what about this country? Avia. Yesterday, yes. You might recall oh. the Eli Manning memorabilia fraud lawsuit recently. It led to an undisclosed settlement. Now, that Manning helmet used in that Super Bowl where the Giants upset the undefeated Patriots to win the title, that will be auctioned off. And, of course, the completely objective Golden Auctions president says this is a very significant piece. Bidding for this definitely will surpass $130,000, which would be the highest price football helmet sold at auction. It's amazing. It's amazing how that story uh, that they settled the memorabilia fraud case, they settled where there are actual emails of Eli Manning writing guys saying, hey, what would pass for a game-worn item? Yeah. It's amazing how that just has not been covered by anybody. Yeah, you know, we'll just kind of leave. If that was the Patriots, it'd be the biggest story in sports. Or maybe it's we're funny. just not interpreting what he wrote correctly. What do you want to get out of Eli Manning? What do you want to get out of 25, 25, 35, 35 over there? Eli Manning, yeah. big old helmet, big old head, Eli Manning. Yeah, that's actually Eli Manning calling a play, Steve. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> oh, now we've got Elliot. Yeah, by the way, he's never spoken e. that fast. Wait, wait, E.T.'s. Yeah, he does have a, a, a signed jersey from uh, the Cowboys starting running back. Elliot. There it is. A guy tweeted out, said, uh, new paragraph, my friend's dad found a wallet when he was on a bike ride. Turned out to be Andrew Luck's wallet. Oh, my God. My friend's dad returned it to their practice facility a few weeks later. He got this thank you note in the mail. Such a nice gesture. Uh, The the note said, many thanks. You made my life much easier. Thanks for reminding me of the kindness of strangers. Okay. What's inside Andrew Luck's wallet? Okay. 
is now is it uh, not is beard it, clippers? Okay, probably. Well, yeah, okay, yeah. that's fine. But I'm gonna go with okay. I'm gonna go. He's got. He he's got to have one of those pogs. Right. Remember pogs back in the day? We played right. pogs no. in school. There was no. those. He's got to have a Magic the Gathering card, and right. he's probably got the code to get to Mike Tyson on Mike Tyson's Punch Out. <laughs> right. Still written on a piece of paper, <laughs> and now. probably right. not a ton of cash. I'm guessing. I, there I'm, was the story about Drew Bledsoe when he signed, got this huge check starting in the NFL as a number one overall pick. And he had took his car in for repairs, and it turns out the check was right by the visor that you bring down as the driver in case yeah. the sun is oh, there. Yeah. And the the mechanic put the visor the visor down, and and flopping out is this huge five figure check that oh. he just had had sitting there for months, not cashed. That was absolutely I, sick. I guarantee, <laughs> I guarantee, he's got three hole punches on his. Free sandwich card. Oh, yeah. Three That's more to go. Three yep. more to go. And Velcro, right? It's got to be a Velcro one, one of those old school Velcro. You ever keep someone's business card in your wallet for so long? You're like, I don't even know who this is. Yeah. And yeah. I can't read the number anymore. Yeah. Can't do it. Library card. You guys had mentioned <laughs> earlier about MLS and what they need to do for ratings and attract attention. Really, they just need to keep following Fox World Cup telecast. Let's see how long they can keep that up because apparently, according to Sports Media Watch, Basically, the three largest MLS audiences of the past decade have all come in the past month following World Cup, which, by the way, we had wins for France and Belgium today. Do you know that in the FIFA top 10 rankings in the world, the only two out of the top 10 that are still alive in this tournament are those two neighbors, Belgium and France, that will face Tuesday in the semifinals on Fox? Now I know that. Hey, get out there and press. That was the press. You know, Dan, online car shopping can be confusing, but not anymore. With True Price from True Car, now you can know the exact price you'll pay for your next car. So visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Uh, shameless plug, I'm going home to play some golf. Yes. Yes, yes. Going to head back to America's Dareland. Uh, find me on Instagram, Buyer Things. I'll be tweeting some pictures from the, uh, sending out pictures from the course. Whistling We're, straights? Not so much. Not this time around. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.